think we should be good there. So what's up, everybody? This is uh, me. I'm Francisco at Sports Goose number 166. There we go. I uh, had to think about it for a second. I'm joined by my good buddies, Andrew and Charles here. And uh, you got, Andrew, what's up? You sound sniffly. You sick? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's allergies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I'm, it's probably just allergies. Alrighty. And on the other side is Charles, who's, I don't know. I don't know what you're feeling. <laughs> I'm, depre- I'm depressed. Ah, well, that's that's a normal feeling. All right. I, I got to go back to work tomorrow. So like everybody <laughs> oh, was wondering. The PTO is gone. Yeah, I am a constant state of like self-depreciation and sarcasm. So when I say that, you know, usually you become like depressed or banged up because of it. But this is just because of the fact that. Granted, I've only checked my phone like four times since, mm. but, you know, be, being able to breathe is nice because now I had a little bit of that, uh, that, that anxiety attack and knowing that I have to be a lawyer, man. And um, mm. I'm just going to go finally just leave the career, go into North Dakota and, you know, marry, <laughs> marry a bison and um, <laughs> you know, just, just graze the land. It's, it's what we're destined to do. Yeah, you know, just go to Fargo. Yeah. Listen, when you talked about back in the day, the civil court, we, we just shot muskets. At Go to Fargo, hire some people to kill your wife. You know, I've seen that movie, at least. Uh, you know what's funny? I've never seen Fargo. Oh, OK. All right. Never seen Fargo. The Coen brothers are really weird, like case mm. for me. I, oh. I can appreciate it from certain movies I've seen, but I never had to. And I, I've been told I'm missing out. Also, didn't need to watch the show either. I haven't seen the show. I have not. I have not gone to the show. But I've seen the movie, seen the film, and uh, yeah. So mm, I guess this that's is a sports. That's how you should start it. <laughs> yeah, I guess that this is a sports show. So we're not just going to talk about killing wives here, but but in any case, uh, you sports. Know, I talk about, look, I can talk about Steve Buscemi any day. <laughs> how do you do, fellow kids? Uh, hey, so yeah, sports gives. Uh, I guess uh, March Madness, the Final Four, the FAU of all teams. So, yay, go Owls. I've always been an avid Owls fan, as, as everyone knows. You know, Charles and I are alma mater. We, we, we bleed navy blue and red. You know, hoot hoot. We say hoot hoot all the time. We, yeah. we look at all the greatness of every FAU person like Alfred Morris. Yeah, that guy who was a Washington Redskins, you know, running back. We remember those days. Yeah, so yeah it was like a season or two, right? Yeah, all those <laughs> you know? people who are not Player remembered, to- forget. Selected in the draft, but it's okay. They hate us because they ain't us. Uh, you know what? I, we haven't done this in forever. We had a player we remember to forget. Uh, let me go to Alfred Morris because I haven't seen, like, I haven't heard that name in a while. So let's do it. We haven't done this segment forever. So I, I will never forget him because I think he led me to my first fantasy football <laughs> championship. Um, see, here's the thing. Back, you guys were there for the one season when I came back into it. Mm, but yeah. I would be that guy that was obsessive to kind of scout people because I like to think that, you know, part of the political science um, analysis of what I did allowed me to be good and somewhat to analytics and that transferred over into fantasy stuff. And um, yeah, yeah, I remember when he was drafted. That's when they had the RG3. I'm like, this man, let's get him. Let's All right. So, so Alfred Morris running back five foot ten, two hundred and twenty two pounds of muscle. 
1988 from Pensacola, Florida. He's 34 years old. God, man, I'm older than this guy. <laughs> I'm well, older. I remember when he was 21 and drafted. Yeah. Uh, went to FAU. Uh, picked number... Let's see. Let's see. He... Was a uh, 2012 sixth round pick, 173rd overall by the Washington Redskins football team commanders. What do you want to call him? Dan Snyder is selling the team, so you know people should be excited about that. And uh, yeah, 114 games. He let's see. I uh, think uh, rushed for 1,429 yards. Or no, uh, no, 1,429 carries. Uh, Six thousand one hundred seventy-three yards. I'm like, God, oh, that, that was that was a peak. And then uh, four point three yards average. Scored thirty-five touchdowns. And his, I guess, his big. Uh, he had two Pro Bowl seasons. So that was twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen. So back to back after that, and then kind of just, you know, fell off. You know, the, the yeah, running backs uh, burn, burn, burn brightly, burn quickly. So there you go. Um, yeah. All right. Alfred Morris. That's, that's all he did. He played for Washington. Then went off over to San Francisco and Arizona and the New York Giants to finish out his career and hasn't played since 2020. So that's it. I think his last game was Giants, right? Yeah. That was the last team was with the Giants. He played nine games and that was it. And so, I and I think he had like spurts of being good. Yeah. He, yeah, I don't know what his game logs are here, but and I don't think he ever played in a single playoff game. So no, he had to in the first season. Really, he, he did. I don't see playoff six. He was with RG three. Oh, okay. I guess they don't put playoff stats here on the uh, Pro yeah, Football yeah. Reference, or I'm not looking at the right spot. But either way, uh, and they show you all his fantasy points here too, uh, as well. So I guess somewhere in there, Charles. Charles is a very happy man. He, he was an originator of the Baby Bessos. Mm. And uh, got two awards, uh, all-rookie team in 2012 and uh, 2013 top 100. And got some players of the weeks and and made two Pro Bowls. And that's it. So there you go. So that, that's Alfred Morris, the one guy. the one. What, what, FAU is a basketball school now, so, you know, that, that's Almost how it be. Eight. Definitive basketball school. What? The, the definitive basketball school. Oh, now it South is. Florida. Or oh, maybe. Maybe. Well, it depends. We'll see. We might get yeah, that right. final. Might get the final. Well, the Hurricanes are transitioning into it. Well, actually, it's not transition. It's happened. They, they are. are now our basketball school. Yeah, they're in the ACC. It only makes sense. You've, you've, they've been in the ACC like, oh, we're going to do great in football. I haven't never won the ACC championship. And look, they win ACC championships in what? In basketball. You're a basketball school now, UM. Yeah, just just take it, man. Basketball's on the rise. It's a global sport. Why not be a basketball school? Everybody's may having I, fun with it. May I defend? Uh, go ahead. All right. I am perfectly fine, 100%, with the U transitioning into a basketball school because basketball, college basketball, it, and Andrew's going to shout at me, but you know sometimes we have to leave it for debate, is arguably bigger for college sports than college football. We can all agree it's better to be good at either basketball or football than college baseball, college lacrosse, maybe not the hockey. I know there's a little bit of a following going on there, but to have some kind of consistency and considering the fact that, and 
I don't like to listen to sports radio anymore. Um, mm. Really transitioned away from it. But what I've been finding is a lot of them come into the agreement that all the number one seeds got ousted here. Um, so the idea is that it's fantastic for the viewership. Terrible. I think Greenberg said this. Terrible way to decide a championship. But that argument also falls folly for the college football playoffs. So what do you want? If a nine seed, this is where Andrew should love college basketball because it's not as rigged as college football. Um, where you can have these teams that are just kind of put in play. It's just the best team advances on that day. The season means nothing. As a a, a, a UM fan, I guess is what we'll say, um, because FAU might tear me up a little bit. What can I say? You know, they, they out of the two schools I went to, they're the one who didn't damage my soul for a student loan. So I do love FAU for that. And they gave me the hoot hoot. Um, it's interesting what they went to the lead eight last year, got eliminated now in the final four. I did not expect them to beat Houston. I thought, I think I put you guys in the chat when oh, yeah. these came out. I was like, oh, we're going to get fucking totaled by Houston. I anticipate actually us getting to the sweet 16. I would say that's where my loyalty went on. Mm. I had kept an eye on them throughout a little bit of the season. Cause I like Jim Laranega. I like Jim Laranega 10 years ago. The thing with Laranega was, I don't think he was like the strongest recruiter. I feel the ACC got swallowed up with Shusevsky and um, Roy Williams always being there in the ACC. And Duke and UNC were always going to kind of get those, ble- ble- I can't speak, blue bloods is what we'll call them. Mm. Um, blue chip prospects. And But the, the NIL, the transfer portals really kind of helped out. And this is actually where I think it's more beneficial in college basketball than college football. I guess this is a two-tier argument that maybe we can segue all collectively together about what the benefits have been. But I will. there's nothing wrong with being on a, a college basketball team and being that as your definition if you're actually having a shadow of consistency. And this could possibly be consistent, right? You can have it to where you were the Elite Eight last year, you get to the final four this year. I, I really don't think they're going to beat UConn. UConn just kind of seems like, hey, forget the four seeding. We're just here. We're really like one of the better teams. But the only blue blood that actually made it. So, yeah, which is just typical UConn with Jim Calhoun and Kevin Ali. It would just make total sense that the new generation of their coach, whose name escapes me, is going to do it. It just feels like that's UConn. It's not the dominant thing, but they're never the school that was overhyped, such as a Michigan State or even Syracuse, right? Um, but I, I think if you can get into that consistency, because I feel that being the team that just gets the elite eight or the final four or the sweet 16s and you do it consistently, is good for your boosting. It's good for your viewers. It's maybe gets you some transfer players now, but it's good for the viewership because Mar- March Madness is highly proliferated. Whereas you could be like in some of these bowls in the CF and the college football playoffs that really don't matter. And even if you're see, I, I, I always pick on them and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you could be the Notre Dames that for some reason always get there and shouldn't be there at all. And you're just the gateway to a championship for the opposing team that you play. It, it just happens each time. So I'm okay with it because you want to know why? You want to know why? I would rather, I would rather, I won't say die, but I would rather probably lose a pinky toe or two toes on my left foot because it's already kind of buffered and see Mario Cristobal succeed and his big-ass <laughs> Miamiism that comes in. Go, shoving down croquetas. Shoving down croquetas and all this stuff because <laughs> what I, I think even if they got to a number one ranking, the UM fans would be more obnoxious because 
here's the thing I think about UM fans who are not who are only based to the football aspect. Yeah, they only want never been sports. never been to the campus. Don't care about yeah. the baseball, or the basketball. Yeah, they only want the football city. Why? Because these plethora of fantastic players from Mike Harvin to what you have now in the NFL, what Rosu and uh, Jillian Phillips um, that came into the past, the present, and everything in between, and then your Ray Lewis's and um, you know Ed Reed's and all that stuff. You, you only come into the big leagues. I can't name you a person off the top of my head in basketball. Shane Larkin. There you go. 2012. I don't know yeah. who he was. First round pick. Barry Larkin's son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got into the second round. But I, I rather want that because I think, I, I, you know, that argument of like, you know, siblings hate siblings, but they love siblings, they protect siblings. That that doesn't work. Or have, have siblings. That doesn't work with like overall sports fans versus just like you are clearly only based to um, one particular sport in the school. Now, mind you, I don't give a shit about UMs, like baseball team cross and stuff like that but that college ball has never interested me you guys know this hmm. but i can enjoy um bass i can easily just get as frustrated with um basketball as i can with um football but for the people who want that that's who the success of mario Cristobal is going to bring out and i remember andrew putting in the chest like oh the um fans are gonna be insufferable no they will never be as insufferable as the people if um and mario Cristobal succeed because you can see it, it they're, you're in all the names if he succeeds. He, he mm. wants a damn sugar ball. They're called the University of Mario. And I, I'm like, I can't do that. We're going to go to the crystal ball football playoffs. I'm like, I can't live mm. with that. Because I remember when they hired him and he coached um, Oregon's bowl game. I was like, this is the guy they hired? I put him in the chat. I'm like, oh, I got reservations. I was probably the only person who did. And then just what I saw, the ineptitude of offense. And you can't say we didn't get the right players to build a program because the floodgates had kind of opened on transfer portals being easier. You're not having Nick Saban just blockading people these days, yeah. you know, which Saban talking all that shit. You know, he wants to get the transfer portal. I'm all for Jim, Jim Larenago just getting the, the, the NBA in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, we know that doesn't make sense, but work with me here. It's just fun little catchphrases. But I'm for it just because I think it, one, helps out the ACC. If you looked at the biddings, especially also for FAU, who's uh, American, right? Is that where they're based off of? They're, 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 they're Conference nah. USA, but they're moving to the next one, right? Next year? Yeah. Like, work with yeah. me here. So the Conference USA, maybe that's where I thought USA and America. But this helps out getting more bid selections than having your predominant guys. So what basketball is usually Big Ten. ACC used to be bigger, but we know there's going to be some discriminatory practices because the two big names are retiring. But um, I just think it's good for basketball to have, whether it's San Diego, FAU, or UM, kind of at least getting, no matter what, they're all going to get to the finals. But maybe winning that because the transfer portal opens that up because I do think you get better you, you can you can sell me. This is where I'll lead into if you want to go into how this might be different than college football, Andrew. You can sell me that a nine because I think about Butler all the years back where Brad Stevens got famous. You can sell me that like a seven seed or eight seed could actually beat an overall one or two or three versus seeding in the college uh, playoffs where they're like, here's Notre Dame, you know, here's Notre Dame, and I don't want to make it about a UCF. 20 minute talk, Andrew, but I'm still gonna throw it in there. I'm sorry, or a UCF can beat Alabama in a college football playoffs. You know what I mean? But March Madness is more of that fill versus football. And I think part of that is because you do get better talent in the transfer portal. That's my 20 minute dialogue on it. I brought in other stuff that's relevant for other guys to talk about. Go ahead. Okay. So what hold on, what's the what's the question you're posing to Andrew? 
the best thing about March Madness um, or the, the or opening it- of the transfer portal benefits more of parity for college basketball making history versus college football. Because I think that's how you got a certain rise of talent. Such as I mean, I, just, I was I was just I was going to talk about the hypocrisy of people like, oh, man, the, the college basketball. I will, also, I will also take the hypocrisy. The, the March Madness is the greatest tournament because everybody's got a chance. And like the moment that we have three never before winners before and, and one blue blood, even though UConn hasn't won in a while. Right. When was the last time UConn won? Was Kemba? When Kemba was there? When Kemba was there? No, Kemba was Butler. Kemba was Butler. Okay. Was he? Uh, they, it was like no. 2012. It was my first year of law school, and uh, Kevin Ollie had got it. Jim Calhoun had literally retired like a year prior, and you're like, what the hell is this nonsense? Okay. So they haven't won in like a decade. So that's, eh, you know. Um, you know it's, either way, they're blue blood. But remember, and, they also had sanctions because Kevin Ollie had a. Uh huh. But but regardless, the, you only got one blue blood, and it was everybody's talking about oh the college football playoffs should be like oh, more like the college fo- uh, uh, the college basketball playoffs with the you know all the sixty four teams and like the moment it happens, people are, are already writing articles. Man, this is going to be boring. There's no Kentucky. There's no Duke. There's no UCLA. I'm like, what, what the fuck do you all want? There's people who don't even want the eight team expansion. You know. It's 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 so so it's like oh this is like uh, in baseball it's only the Yankees and stuff but it's like but I'm like well then then if you guys if it really does take that type of team then what's the whole point of doing this why don't you just do it like college football then and just have okay well we, by reputation all these teams are making it you know how does Oklahoma make it to that many college football playoffs and then fail every single time just like Notre Dame you know so it it, it doesn't make any sense so people people are straight up hypocrites I love uh, like freezing cold takes and stuff they're putting stuff that people had said beforehand and of course people call out people awful announcing as well uh, on the internet and people are calling out some some i think ben Volin wrote something like that that was just like oh this is just complete bullshit and even though he's in his own bracket for like worst sports writer which is funny <laughs> but but i don't know i i am like this is this is cool fau man if fau wins the national championship my goodness gracious the the like just the metric ton impact that that's that's gonna happen in boca raton in palm beach county like just it just put that you school know, on the map you know, the one thing I'm going to say is that it's ironic that FAU is the one who could win in basketball when football was the one that hired the big names. That's, Kiffin, that's true. Um, yeah. Willie Taggart. Howard Schnellenberger did the uh, start of the program. So, yeah, they've been trying to they they've been putting all this stuff on, on the football. They brought, you know, big, big new uh, uh, football stadium and everything like that, you know, and and yet and yet it's the basketball team that that's finally bringing them. All of this is something the football team can even dream of. I don't even know what, what I, I'm sure Andrew knows this answer. I don't know what significant bowl game FAU's even won, you know, or what was the most significant bowl game. I don't know, something like the Music City Bowl or something stupid like that. I'm not sure. And, and yeah, and this is another thing, right? This is why I prefer this than the college football one uh, with all those bowl games. It's like, I don't give a shit if Florida State. Is playing in the Beefo Brady's Bowl or, or the Gaylord Perry, I, I don't know, <laughs> you know, I, 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 in Memphis, that. Tennessee, you know, like the only, 
Yeah. I watch a lot of meaningless games at the beginning of or the tournament two and thirty two, whereas you can't catch me watching some bowls unless there's something on and I just have to put up play my switch. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. So so like I mean sheesh, the only ones the only good ones, of course, the what the New York Six and, and of course the, the Sun Bowl in El Paso. That's those are the only good bowl games out there. And, and then and, and that's it, right? That that's all anyone cares about. Like March Madness, sure. Look what happens. The sixteen seed once again beat a number one. So that, that hey man, there's something. Everybody too, like as soon as that like that uh, like as soon as like you get to halfway point, it's like okay. As soon as that happens, oh let's turn the TVs and see if fairly fairly Dickinson can actually pull this off, and they did. So like that's never gonna happen in college football. You're never gonna have that type of 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 lanes um, never beating Bama. disparity. You know. Like they okay, we'll exta- we'll expand this playoff. We'll see what happens. We'll see, but that eighth seed's not going to be a team that's that's uh, I guess the competitive equivalent of uh, fairly Dickinson. A lot of these sixteen seeds here, you know. So, uh, and I like the fact that yeah, you have all these smaller schools, but sometimes those smaller schools. I mean, FAU isn't like awful. What they're they're a nine seed, right, or eight seed? Uh, yeah, there Number you go. Seed. Yeah, nine seed. So it's not like they're it's not they're like right in the middle of their the bra- of their being the fourth seed. of their region, you know. So yeah, so so that's it's not like they're terrible. Um, they also went three and three, man. Yeah, they, right? they they yeah they 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 ran pretty much almost the entire table there. So they they're really good. Um, I'm finding out about it. I'm glad I follow some people thanks to tomorrow and stuff that cover FAU and just like oh okay cool. All right, well, now we're all finding out about this. So, uh, yeah, man, just the, I mean, just the insane amount of, of, of like, this. Is, I, I'm, I'm buying FAU stuff. I'm looking on on lids and all this stuff to try and find an FAU hat right now. Like, that's. I'm not gonna lie. I will buy a FAU shirt mm-hmm. for the gym. Yeah, why not? Know Final four. Old man who's really yeah, this, glory yeah, this 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 did not come from Africa, you know. It's like yeah, <laughs> you know. This and you guys know, I was looking at that UM hat when I was in there at Lids the other mm. day, just in case. Yeah. But here's the thing: I actually need something to verify. Mm. I don't buy just on impulse. If you're trash, I don't acknowledge. Yeah, and hats are expensive nowadays. Now they're average. If you want a really good one, like the fitted ones from Major Major League Baseball, they're like forty five bucks now. So it used to be. Used to be a clean thirty-five, but everything's uh, gone up in price. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, Andrew, you're a resident basketball guru. What do you think of this tournament? What? You love basketball. <laughs> yeah, you watch it all the time. You do tweet a lot about. I mean, basketball, baseball. So I'm interested. I mean, everything that you've been saying is not wrong. I that's why I haven't said anything aside from the. Uh, the Conference USA American Athletic Conference thing, but I do want you. What was the last significant bowl game FAU has ever won? Do you know off the top of your head? It probably have to probably have to be the 2019 Boca Raton Bowl because they took oh. down SMU. So they basically game. they basically won their own home game. Right, and it, they so they beat SMU, which had. Um, What's his name? Um, Thank you. They had a really high-powered offense. Some Shane. Dude so that was when Lane was there, right? Yeah. That was oh, okay. his last year. Oh, okay. Alrighty. Uh, he did what he had to do. Good on him. 
Yeah, got you know, you know, got 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 his bearings, got a little practice in to to go off to a bigger program. Which we yeah, all knew was right. Happen. Shane, I was right. Shane Buchel, I think is how it's pronounced. Um, SMU was on fire that year in terms of their offense. Um, they what was yeah they scored. Let's see. 37 points, 49 points, 47, 48, 41, 48, 43, 45, 34, 48, 59, 28, and 37. Mm. So they scored a shit ton of points. Um, and then they just got absolutely demolished by FAU. I was there for that one, covering it for RCFB. Um, they got demolished 52 to 28. Um, but that was also the year that FAU won their, I want to say, second Conference USA Championship. So that was overall, um, I would say, probably their biggest year. Okay. Uh, so pre-pandemic, but, not too long ago. But still, nowhere near the magnitude of this. No, not at all. And that's that's the thing. In terms of, uh, like, my sister... Uh, she went to Tulsa for her undergrad. And I distinctly remember, I don't, I don't remember anything about the, the tournament run, but I remember that she had a t-shirt and she's really not into sports all that much, but she had a t-shirt commemorating the team's run to the Sweet 16. The Sweet 16, they didn't even get to the Elite Eight or anything. They got to the first round where there's actually a different name for it. Um, so in terms, I would say absolutely in terms of what is the, what will give a school the most notoriety, a deep run into the, into the, into March Madness will absolutely do that without question more than any sort of bowl game. With certain exceptions, like UCF, for example, but they, but, but let, let me, even, even taking the national championship thing out of it, which I'm doing it for argument's sake, Charles. But this is my fault because I knew I was put in there, but it, it's the work, the hypothetical though, because I have actually an attachment to support you. I'm going to say it now because I, I know I might lose track. If FAU wins, this is good for college football to analyze, to expand, and maybe teams that aren't like heavily loved, such as the UCF to 2017, of why they should be included. There, I supported you. Kill on. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I said this in the chat. I despise Miami fans in general just because of how un unsufferable they can be. Yeah, they're in denial. What if this but at the same time, I, I do want them to beat you. Lavin? I do want them to beat UConn because I want there to be a David versus David final. You know, we're guaranteed one finalist. It's going to be FAU versus San Diego State. You know, obviously the hard to say the hard to believe I'm saying this. But the Goliath in that situation is San Diego State. Yeah, t Tony um, Gwynn played for them. <laughs> it's 
it's I mean their football uniforms are fantastic, especially their helmets. But in in terms of notability, nothing beats a deep March Madness run. Um, you know, no one had heard of UMBC. No one had heard of uh, Fairly Dickinson. No one had heard of Fairly Dickinson. Um, the Peacocks last year. Right. Um, hmm. I'm, I'm, we're, we're bringing it back. But, we got you. Thank you. Sorry, I was a little bit distracted into my game for a second. I'm, I'm bringing it back. Oh, is it Andrew's you, uh, gaming? All right. Yeah, what are you gaming? Hold on. Pause. What's everybody <laughs> playing right now? Dog Country 2. I'm doing well, WWE because I got hype for WrestleMania. I, was, I, I was going to play Donkey Kong. I'm going to go through the trilogy. I'm going to start with Donkey Kong One. All right. But everybody's doing their best. But, but I opted to not because I wanted to be able to dedicate my full 100 percent attention to the game. You kind of do need it for one. I, yeah, for a platformer. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I but he has didn't want to make this. I, I didn't want to make the same mistake as I did during Kingdom Hearts because I feel like there were parts where I was kind of missing out on the experience while playing. Yeah, I, um, I, I, don't so I, I don't want to make that same mistake again. But anyway. Um, yeah, I, going back to the UCF thing. But what, what, what it, are you playing right now? Because that's that's what we want to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the Bosley conversation. <laughs> oh. What are you well, playing? Yeah, I'm just saying. Well, I'm going to be discussing the Frozen Four in a little bit, so I decided to play NHL 21. Oh, okay. Again, it's Alrighty. kind of a mind, it's a it's a mindless game that I don't have to put 100 percent attention to. Okay. Um, Must be nice to be able to play a hockey game. <laughs> oh no are we gonna bring it back to buying I'm, nhl 23 i'm just saying i couldn't look so look let's let's all go in on nhl 24 i got an xbox one that's coming in this week i can actually play these games now because ea hates pc gamers you know so i can at least do something with something that's gonna be my favorite argument with Andrew just to trigger him until I actually buy the damn game, which we we pretty much know it's going to happen. But anyway, Andrew, continue. I'm sorry. Okay, so it's generally speaking, I mean, like I said, there's some exceptions. Like for example, Tulane beat USC in the in the Cotton Bowl this year. That gave them a huge boost. And they had a big game. They had a big it's, season. Yeah. Yeah. It's the odds of having a a huge boost in whatever you want to call it uh enrollment or applications filed or interest or or i'm just talking about the school in general um like all those schools would get so many boosters now man it's great right you know it's Again, college basketball is less recognized. I don't know how to describe it. 
it's you get more notability generally speaking if your school has a better has is a blue blood in football than you are in college Ooh, i would I say not, i do not agree with that at all mm, mate. Ooh, I, I, you have real legitimate uh, rivalries in side no sidebar why i don't agree with it i think i, think I agree with andrew on this one me, i think i'm aside with let them me, let me explain let me let me explain why let me explain why and I'm not saying that, and I'm just talking general audience. Okay, just okay, okay, okay. Some, Maybe. Casuals. I, just, I don't I mean, I, I'm just I talking, if, if, if you just go up to some random dude on the street and say, name one really good college football team. You know, it's Orlando, so we'll probably say Florida or Florida State. Or if you go somewhere else, uh, they'll say, you know, win for one for the Gipper, uh, Notre Dame, go Irish, um, or USC or Ohio State or fucking Alabama uh, the past decade or so. But then if you, so if you said, what do you think of when you think of, so if you just said name one good football team, you'd, you'd say Alabama or whatever. But if you said name one good college basketball team, they'd have to think about it for a second. No. And again, what? this is this this is just the average person who knows nothing about sports. I feel like he's right. Ooh, can I lock and load this? I feel like he's right. I I I feel like ca- uh, ca- I'm thinking casuals, man. I'm thinking casuals, casuals. I, I, I got I got the counter argument to be shot in two two sentences. Okay. All right. First and foremost, you have the dominators that people know: Duke, UNC. Two of those right off the cuff, right there. What you know? Women's, you go with UConn because Jenna Mariama. Always doing some stuff. You also got failure in there. Going from there, they they have those mega big places that people look into. You have your Bama. I'm gonna privilege. be I'm gonna be honest here, Charles. And I hate to say this. You are so minimal. If, if you if you bring up Baylor, somebody, what do you think of when you think of Baylor college sports? The first thing they're uh, gonna um, think of is the sex scandal. I, I think of it. Don Baylor, who's the Colorado Rockies manager. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even go there, I think. Or, or think the, about the win. It's, Hold on. I, you had your time. I'm taking this time real quick because I have the counterpoint. Because everybody knows Duke, Sorry. UNC, and Fiore. It's fine. It's fine. But we have to moderate this. The other thing, too, you talk about casuals, buddies, brackets. That gets into your gamblers and your casuals because people have the need for competitiveness and it will follow mm-hmm. back bracket. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, okay. maybe they give up in the bracket if they're. Bracket is busted, but no one has the perfect bracket. I, I feel like you, get everybody. you even have Warren Buffett or whatever. Warren, Warren Buffett, Buffett right? yeah. You even telling people every time there's a bracket, I'll give a million dollars. There's more I, incentivization I, because you already know who's getting the number one seed. It's Bama. I feel like. Hmm. I feel like. I feel like Mac when they were debating. And I have to get like that board, and I'll take like three hours just to make because it, and then we'll wanna, just be debating yeah, religion. There's nothing more open because you know what? You got people. You got people, guys. No one's Jay Willis or Billis, whatever his name is, coming in knowing all Billis. the sixty Billis. Thank you. Sixty-four teams in there. 
You got people who like their college basketball having to get invested in schools they don't know. And mm. unlike those, it is the ultimate trap. It's the honey mm. pot. You know who two of the four are always going to be. The next three years is going to be Bama. It's going to be Georgia mm. with a little pepper of USC and a little pepper of, uh, God forbid, Ohio State. Hmm. Have I, as a person, as a fan who likes college football, watched the finals in full the last three, four years? No. Mm. Right? You, ooh, that, the word bracket. Hmm. You have legacy. You got bracket. And you're going to get people who think they know college, and then they're going to find out they're more of a casual than anything because they're going to figure out the Fairleigh Dickersons. They're going to figure out the uh, which one's the sister genes, Loyola, all that fun stuff. Boom. That's going to wrap people around. Hmm. Butler is your clear example. Butler was the gateway, even. Look what Brad Stevenson is, Kemba Walker, all those other fun cats. I feel like... That, that's just my argument. Okay. I mean, I, I, I'm just sitting here. I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking from, like... I, oh, man. And I, I, I probably just... I just have I no... Uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I, I don't do brackets, but I don't have, I don't have the patience for it. But, but like, I get it because like you know you have like literal offices of like suites of people just like okay we're doing a bracket this year and you know Car- Carol from 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 accounting you you have your bracket for this year and she's just like okay this team looks pretty you know like <laughs> I think of that's yeah. you know I I can see it on that front but I also but but I also on the other side I think like I, I think like when the the, the just the okay, college so, football so, national championship I don't know I, I just feel like people will know this program. National championship. You just said you don't watch those meaningless bowls. You're not watching the Durex Cotton Bowls, right? No, mm-hmm. we're not there. Are you going to watch the first 64? Are you going to watch the first ins? Possibly. So yeah, Because it's proliferated on TNT, TBS, True TV, CBS, I think all those fun things. So okay, so from a casual friendly standpoint, college basketball is easier to get into and easier to kind of hit your wagon to a team, right? Especially if you make a dumb bracket. Carol from accounting has made a dumb bracket and she's running the table with the pretty owls, you know? Like she's she's into it, right? So I can get that. Yeah, the gambling aspect as well. Because I mean who's I, I don't know who's gambling on bowl games, but oof. Uh but like <laughs> like all those bowl games. Everyone gambles on bowl games. Yeah, I, I get it, but I, I, I just I don't know, man. I I I, I uh, uh oh well you gamblers are gamblers. Bowl. You know, they'll, they'll exactly. gamble in spring this, training this, games. This, it. You're gambling on just certain bowl games, right? Coming into it, and some of them are gonna be the blowouts that you know. But with basketball you get those gamblers on the last two minutes. What the score spread's gonna be? All this stuff. Mwah. Hmm. I don't know. This maybe, is a maybe, show. So, like, holy I'm, crap! I'm yeah. Proud of us. Yeah, this is uh, a great like debate, and, and there's really no real basketball. answer to it. But I think we've already stated our positions. I so. will be team basketball. I All right. It's gonna be like that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of been the the show, right? So, okay. But I, 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 I can see both points on both sides. Uh, but I still think college basketball is more user-friendly in that sense. Um, uh, but in... Andrew finish his thought, though. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if he has a final thought. Uh, on the way, I mean, go, I go I Owls. I don't think I have too much more to add. I mean, go I don't Owls. think I have too much more to add. 
And let me ask you this, Andrew. Is it because the sport preferences for you is college football over college basketball? Because that might be the deciding factor. There's just some people who legitimately just aren't into one over the other. And even if you could be casual, if you don't have a introductory basis to want to like it, it's not going to be your gig, and that's fine. I mean, so for some people, like, it's hard. Like, my like my dad, uh, like, during the tournament, he... Because he's, of course, he's seen, like, you know, when the Heat are in the playoffs and stuff like that, right? I mean, it's a whole different thing with, like, the NBA. So, sometimes he'll watch these these tournament games and he's like, they're making so many mistakes. I'm like, well, it's college, you know? That's kind of the that's kind of the suspenseful part of this is that, you know, these, you these the guys kids... You're not going to go to the pros, man. Yeah, even the guys who are on some of the big blue blood teams, like, some of them was like, okay, this is as high as they're going to get, you know? And only a few of these guys are one and dunners that are just going to pop into the NBA. So, um, and you know, NBA only has so many spots per year, uh, with all, especially with the international players. So, so that you're gonna get all of this, you know, variety and all these variables that's gonna play into some of these games. It's just the excitement of the madness of March. So, I, I get that. Um, I forgot what my point was but, at the end of this. I have, but regardless, anyways, Andrew. I would just say that people only have a general caring more about college football over the course of a season, whereas people generally only care about college basketball when it comes to March Madness. True. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I can't even thing. tell you when college basketball starts. Like somewhere in November, maybe. I have no idea. Then they, like, they start like in the, on top of like a the aircraft to, carrier or something. And I'll, I'll concede that point. Usually starts. It is uh, November. That's kind of what I was getting, kind of getting to a little. It's toward the middle to end of November. But um, that was kind of what I was getting point. to with with the uh, casual fans thing. Is that? Uh, damn it! I'm losing concentration again. You casual um, fans are only going to care at the very end, coming February to March. Is that what the thought process was? The gravity of the games for college football because there's not as many of them, you know, the and the rivalries as well. Because yeah, and then also, you know, the big you have college game day. You know, everyone goes. You've got the league course at the head. You've got the tailgates. You have the big rivalry games. I think we can all benefit without having course though anymore. Just saying. Well, he's retired, right? So no. Oh, he's still going. Uh, well, he's a Florida State yeah. Seminole, right? So, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was roommates with Burt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. At FSU. Um, Gator up in his house. But anyway, you know, that's that's just the the nature of a sport that only has 12 regular season games. Um, I offer my counter when you're done. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm done. College football matters a lot to iHeart fans until their team loses that one or two games. They know they're outside the college football playoffs. <laughs> that's me. Yep. <laughs> that's the whole thing. That, 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 it, it could go ebb and flow, but the idea is that if my team lost three games, we're still going to have a chance, damn it, right? We're going to have a chance to do something. The influx for college football is you don't even get – I think about the Jimbo Fisher, Texas Tech, a couple years back, right? 
you know, they were they were a five seed because they lost one game, but arguably they were better than Notre Dame because Notre Dame, for whatever reason, is a goddamn gateway. I just don't understand. I hate that program. There's so many reasons to hate that program, but that is just always my reason. Of like, why do you get special selection? I don't understand. But I, I think on the inverse, even for the fans, casual or not, it goes into, okay, if there's – the one thing I'll concede to you on this, hold on. I, I think I opened up an argument that you haven't thought of, but we're free thinkers here because I think I hold my my theory that if you have one or two losses, it's over. But I have seen weird freaking people who, if bless you, salute, bless you, salute. They're like Auburn fans, right? For example, and Auburn just sucks ass. So they're gonna do Ooh, well, salute, bless you. They're gonna be like, I'm an SEC guy. I have not seen that kind of happen in college basketball. Really, the influx mm. has been. I'm just gonna support this team because I like Cinderellas. Yeah, you sure as hell aren't gonna see a UNC fan support Duke just because they're an yeah. ACC. Yeah, because rivalries are better there. But you are going to have more Cinderellas in college ball. So I don't know if we're at a proverbial stalemate or if this is an argument that Probably. we have to come back to four years from now, but I'm very happy we're taking this I think after, we'll see what happens with this expanded playoff and see if like it can compare. We, and that's something we can talk about in the future once it's like done, especially if, like I don't know, maybe something crazy happens, right? And then maybe it could be like, okay, maybe they found their, their equivalent in some sort of way. But for now, it ain't there in college football at the very least. But we'll see. Yeah, that's That's an experiment that they're trying. Uh, boy, we're at 46 minutes now. So, so we talked we about sports. Holy too. crap. Yeah. For real. Well, I guess while we're still while we're still on the t- on the t- I like this format, guys. I think, you know, spend like the first, you know, 45 minutes actually talking about one sports topic. Maybe. Cuz it's, it's kind of the only sports topic we have right now, man. Yeah. You want to talk about Aaron Rodgers not making a decision yet? I <laughs> no, everybody else talking about NFL free agency. I don't give a shit. You know, yeah. yeah. Two us still not two, it. But I'll make my two questions. Lamar is coming. Jackson. Mm. When Lamar comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I could just do that now or when wait, after. Uh, can we wait till he goes someplace? Because he's just—it's just the trade. Like he's okay. He's. Uh, I want to leave Baltimore. You know. I just want. I just want to speak to Ron Coffin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead. But, well, Andrew had something to finish off on. I was just gonna note who who the teams in the final four are for the women's tournament. Yes. Oh, that's right. Uh well the Canes are out, so yeah. uh yeah, but they they had a good run too. That would have been something if both of them went, but um I anyways. The, I think the Indiana Hoosiers hates us so much because we eliminated both their men and the women's team on the same mm-hmm. day. Fantastic. ACC put it out like, oh, we're the only conference with teams represented because they got Virginia Tech in there. Alrighty. Uh, so the teams are uh, South Carolina, who is undefeated on the season. Um, Iowa, who is led by a Caitlin Clark, who just absolutely dominated in the last game. She got the first ever 40-point triple-double in either the men's or women's uh, tournaments. So she scored, what was it? It was... It's a you go girl. <laughs> we got everything got, here. She got 41 points, 10 rebounds, and 12 assists. She either scored or assisted on every field goal in, in the team's first, the 25-point first quarter. 
and this is the first time the Hawkeyes have been to the uh, Final Four since 1993. So South Carolina and Iowa, that's going to be a slugfest. Um, and then on the other side of the bracket, you've got LSU uh, and Virginia Tech. Uh, those games are Friday, March 31st. And then the national championship is on Sunday, April the 2nd. So it'll be it. all the games are at the American Airlines Center in Dallas. And then as previously mentioned for the men's tournament, you've got San Diego State facing off against FAU on Saturday. And then on the other side of things, you've got Miami facing UConn final or the final is on April 3rd at 9 20 p.m on cbs uh so that'll be very interesting they're gonna do this shit during wrestlemania i hate everything <laughs> that's true oh i was gonna say that all this stuff is happening on saturday <laughs> yeah charles is gone i'm gonna be literally at that charity event looking at my phone trying to network and be like nah man i'll say that mm. yeah and th i think i saw like uh like they had put out like uh one of the college women's games actually scored a higher rating than any nba game that espn has broadcast this year um so far the nba is kind of i i've been so apathetic of the nba this year i really have been so i can kind of feel that well i mean they can't compete with tnt right so you know uh <laughs> and charles barkley's getting the ire of people lately mm. Mm. Angry old man yells at the sky. Yeah. Barkley. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, it's you, it's you part of being a Charles, is, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know what the thing is, Chuck ain't wrong about a lot of stuff. We just don't care. That, no. That's what it is. It's like I, I kind of acknowledge maybe you're right, but it just doesn't have any effect anymore. Yeah. And that's yeah. worse than being right or wrong. Right? But uh, it's always fun seeing KD getting all hot and bothered and just like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> well, the pettiness of KD of, of KD. He's like, why do they, out of all the players, mm. they're the ones that focus so much on him mm. for every single reason. So, like, no one, like, like Chuck hasn't been on other teams, so the one team, you know, you just have more liberal. That's why he went to the Rockets, yeah. yeah. You have more abilities here to just go elsewhere. You would have done the same thing. He's not even chasing championships at this point, he's chasing the money to get championships as well, yeah. You know, it's, the problem is Brooklyn was such an abject failure that we have to, for some reason. Blame like it's KD when the guy was the only one who was playing for them on the playoffs the time that he was there. Kyrie yeah. couldn't be for the vaccination issues, and Harden just you know was in and out for He's a day. Done. If anything, you should He's done. The ownership for making this. I, I just I I, I got to defend him. I got. Let's take a minute to defend KD. It's not NBA. Oh no, I mean, I mean, all yeah, we love KD out here, man. My players were here to defend. That's our segment right mm. now. I, I I just want to know out of all the players in the NBA. You know, what is it that people hate so much? Because I have seen other players. Y'all were willing to go to Gilbert Arenas and just support his ass. Y'all supported Kobe. <laughs> really shouldn't have supported Kobe. Colorado, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, but there's just certain players. Look, you know, what? LeBron walks so KD could fly when it comes to the hatred. But, you know, with KD, what? Two rings. Um, got all in Golden State. Was the missing piece in order to kind of get everything. Turn going. that into a dynasty. Just, yeah. Yeah. To basically contributed to Dicey. Remember, they got KD to beat LeBron, and that says something. Mm. And y'all just hate it. But he, he is just one of those 
over-scrutinized good guys. What if he's been on every single team, though, man? You guys do realize he's also been playing for a long-ass time. You know, Since he, he was 19, right? Yes, yeah, so he was 19, 34. So what he did was he pulled the Carl Malone, except he was able just to get his rings ahead of time. Ooh, did that burn a lot of people? I think it did. Um, everybody who was at the end of their career, and I don't think Katie's at the end of his career, but about three years I can see him just walking away if the injuries persist. Maybe I'm not his you know, publicist, but I'm just going on ideas. I'm not his agent. But we just hate this guy for a reason. And and they call him soft. They call him angry because he responds back. But I clearly remember Charles Barkley saying, I ain't no role model for the kids. That's what the daddy's for. I'm just saying, if we're going to throw rocks and glass houses, either make sure it shatters everything in one shot or just make sure it doesn't like leave a mark. Mm -hmm. You can't have the image. I'll defend Katie the same way I defend LeBron. He had I, to Miami. I can't wait till Katie's post career, man. I, 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 he's, I feel like, I don't know if he would, if he would actually be like a panelist on one of these, these, uh, you know, NBA inside the NBA, whatever. Um, I feel like, I don't know if he's, if he want, if he's like mainstream like that, I feel like he'll, he'll, he'll set up some, something for himself. Cause he has a lot of insight as to the game of basketball, like just growing up through it, you know, going through college, going through all of this. And he, and he, if you follow his Twitter account, he's he's always got something um, insightful about it, you know. Like, and I think he's he probably would probably be the best guy to kind of illuminate on that because he's got the he's got the clout for it, you know. Uh, compared to other players, he's gonna make he's gonna be a Hall of Famer, and he's been great at every step of the way, and he's got the attitude where he he doesn't care what feathers he ruffles. In order to like peel back the curtain, kind of show like all the inside guts of the NBA and and basketball in general, from college to you know travel leagues and all that stuff as a kid, you know all that stuff. I feel like he's got a lot to say, so it's gonna be great. Uh, so that's what I'm looking forward to for for KD. People are just salty that he left OKC, forgetting that everybody left their homegrown place leave for titles, except for Kobe and Dirk. And let's not forget that Kobe was trying to bail out as quickly <laughs> so many as he times. could. So many times, as quickly as he could, and it just couldn't happen. And then Dirk, Dirk was Dirk. But Dirk is the guy who could basically say, you know, he could be allergic to something, and then be like, oh, I didn't know that. Do you want me to get something new? He's like, no, it's okay. I don't want you to go through the bar. That was Dirk Nowitzki. And we understand that a lot of the other guys, except for, you know, present company of Steph and Clay for the moment. And, you know, Giannis, unless Giannis bails out, they're going to head out. But it's OK, because at the end of the day, the NBA isn't about the team. It's about the player. And I love that. You know, the NFL, let that kind of, you know, subjugation go on. Whereas one man is very brave and wants to bail out because the Ravens want to underplay him, even though the market now says you should get guaranteed money, fully guaranteed of the contracts. Blame Jimmy Haslam. Lamar, come to Tennessee, please. <laughs> Ron Coffin, I'm a positive. We had success with one. We got five minutes to wrap the one hour mark. You can take we something. Had, we had success with one mobile quarterback and a great running back many, many, many moons ago. I'm asking him for happy again. I have no problem with Ryan Tannehill. I like Ryan Tannehill. I think he was a better option than Trey Wade and some of the other stuff. I don't want anything to Derek Carr. But if Lamar Jackson really wants out, and I understand that Ron Coffin wants a full-blown rebuild. But why would we even want to take that opportunity to just draft somebody that we don't want? We I don't know if he whiffed on Malik Willis or not. I think he's okay. I just think that, you know, Todd Downing was a terrible OC to come into it. But go ahead. Give. Give away the first-round picks. I don't care because if we get them for five years and we stick it up for a Win year now or two, mode. 
Yeah, but no, no. I'm saying give him the contract because I think Lamar just wants his value because he's been grossly underpaid. You guys forget he was not a top three, top five, top ten quarterback. So the money that he was getting in that rookie deal is absolute garbage. He was a 32nd pick. The guy has been well worth his money. And what I'm saying is pay him handsomely. Give him the guaranteed money if you want to. Amy Strunk, hear me out, please. Because let us suck next year because we have to kind of figure out the pieces because it's just going to happen. You kind of like the empty and stuff. But we don't have to do a full rebuild when a 26-year-old former MVP is available. We can just take that and go, yes, Charles, he's been injured. I know he's been injured. I fully know. If I know he's been injured, I would jump on it still. Him over Aaron Rodgers, right? Because we're talking about longevity. You're giving up two first-round picks. Okay, not like we've done well on first-round draft picks anyway. Kayla Farley didn't work out. He's still on the team, but he might be getting replaced. And then there was the, uh, the Austin, Isaiah Austin, whatever his name was, that we traded the Dolphins, and he even played that season. He was out. So what? We're already used to not having first-round picks that matter. Last year's first-round pick, our wide receiver, who his name now escapes me because I got all animated and energetic and everything <laughs> like that. I like where he's going with, but let's get him a quarterback over. And nothing against Seattle Hill. I have no problems at all. 36 million, 30 million contract. He's not, hasn't have any guaranteed money. Plus, it's his final year. But Lamar Jackson mm. with Derrick Henry, mm. we could really, really, really make some music here because it, 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 because all, all it is is that because a non-exclusive franchise center him, you're either, the Ravens can either match that contract or get two first round picks. You're not selling the farm. Like you do with other players. You're not getting the Tyree Kill, the Russell Wilson deals. Look at what happened with Russell Wilson, what the Broncos had to give up. And when I tell you, it's Traylon Burks. There we go. I knew it was a beetle. I'm go. When you talk about it, it's an absolute steal. You're just talking about guaranteed money because look at everything that the Broncos gave up for Russell Wilson. And it came of nothing. Much to do about nothing, right? Look at everything that mm -hmm. the Browns had to give up. And all yeah. I got to do is give you two first round picks. I don't have to give you an initial second or third a player. I just got to figure out this guy guarantee money. What's the problem? Find a way to still get Jeffrey Simmons paid. You have Traylon Brooks on contract. You still got Derrick Henry for another year or so. I don't think the Ravens wouldn't go against him not having Ryan Tannehill, right? Because they got him. Because who's going to throw on that ball? I don't know. They have Huntley. But still, but Tannehill could be your first year, your option. You have two first-round picks to work with. Do it. Do it from Coffin. This is the vision. <laughs> we're gonna suck. This ain't gonna change anything. But there was plenty of years where Steve McNair was ass, but we were still good. But like you're in the south, you can work it out. Come on, please. I see it. It's the McNair Eddie George combo. Somehow <laughs> I could get the Jackson and Henry combo, and so we have to get Henry's replacement. Let this cook and bubble up in about three years. Because you know what? One, Lamar Jackson deserves money. Two, we really do have to start thinking about it in the future. Three, the Ravens are stupid. For a team that has been consistent about building people, I was looking at the sets. They let Orlando Brown go. They let Chuck Clark go. They let Hollywood Brown go. They let um, another guy go. You're talking about guys who are homegrown premier athletes who just really want to stay, but you just don't want to give them money. And the whole thing is that Lamar Jackson would have been the one who set the money record. But for some reason, and whether or not you want to call it collusion, so this is my little NFL topic, commanders don't want him, Falcons don't want him, is all because of the fact that teams you are out. you're going to be yeah, you don't think you're going to get him because the Ravens are going to pick him up anyway. Okay, that's fine. But y'all can't call that bluff. Like, it's not going to hurt you. I don't think yeah. Desmond Ritter or Sam Howell is going to be upset, Commanders and Falcons, that you try to get somebody who's proven versus a guy who only started five games or one game. Because the best scenario for them is, okay, the guy they were trying to go for 
still got claimed by the team that was on the offer sheet, so I'm still the starter. It is legitimately a win-win scenario. People are just stupid. Whereas somewhere in New York, Robert Sala is just trying to convince himself that Aaron Rodgers is the end-all be-all, and he's going to just get everybody he wants, like Al Lazard and then uh, Joe Douglas and then Woody Johnson. But, oh, let's just get Al Lazard because Aaron Rodgers likes him. And then we're going to sign OBJ, who's been injured all the time, just so we can get Aaron Rodgers. And it's going to have much ado about nothing because the Dolphins and the Bills are still going to be better team. Oh, give that hate to me. <laughs> Petty trade coming off even though it was the offseason. Mm. All righty. Well, that's that was good. We're at an hour, so we're going to do a word from our non-sponsors and people and places and, and things and concept, what have you, that we've been enjoying over the last week. So uh, I guess I'll start, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'll start. Why not? I'll start. So I've already got what I want. So, uh, guys, uh, over the, let's see, uh, past weekend, I found an anime that I liked. So I'm going to talk about it. (laughs) Uh, I've been, I've kind of been, uh, uh, yearning for, for some sort of anime, especially one of those life of life ones that I, that I somehow enjoy. Uh, uh, so I found one called don't mess with me, miss, right? I think that's what it's called. Miss Nagatoro. Cause I keep mixing it up. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Don't mess with me. Miss Nagatoro. Uh, it's an anime or it was a manga was converted or don't toy with me there don't toy with me okay um there we go don't toy with me miss nagatoro that's the english translation it's on crunchyroll so you can watch it there if you feel like it uh it's about this guy he's like a second year high school student so a a sophomore and a freshman uh comes into his life and she just uh uh at first it it seems like she's bullying him but she's not uh, because it's pretty obvious that she likes him, and uh, that's that's the anime. And but the guy's incredibly introverted, nervous. He's an artist, and he doesn't talk to anybody. But she makes him come out of his shell, uh, and he's hanging out with her and her friends. And that's that's the anime. That's the whole uh, tension and everything like that. But I don't know. As as uh, someone that relates to the guy, it's it's torture actually. Just there's a lot of anxiety while watching this. I'm like, my God, this poor man. Please stop it. <laughs> uh, but he's obviously oblivious to to her feelings and all that type of stuff. I don't know. It gave me the the fuzzies. That's what I needed over the last week anyways for myself and it's just something y'all should just check out so uh don't tell me don't toy with me miss nagatoro uh pro, promo code uh nekotoro because she in his mind she always looks like a cat for whatever reason so there you go cats play a lot of uh, uh, uh there's a lot of cat stuff in this i'm sure there's a lot of uh, subliminal messaging for being a cat too because you know sometimes japanese anime it's, yeah you know we know how it is right they're gonna give us tears of the king in a couple months so you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's the proper payoff yeah um, i guess i'll go since i add up to there i kind of want to do a twofer mm. oh, okay. just know that that meat maker that i ate from castaways i sent you guys a picture of last week it's just the <laughs> it's, love it's still processing through your body oh my god it was just so good it was just, so good. It was just delicious but now let me talk to you about a game that I just invested 30 hours of my life on within the week that, you know, what I, I got, I downloaded. You've talked about it before, but I think you hooked me. So Mario Rabbids Battle Kingdom for the Switch. How it started was, I, I'm weird with like turn-based 
tactical games because I feel like the action's not there and it's too slow and I have like that strong ADHD when it comes to video games where I'm always looking at my phone and stuff like that. But Francisco's like, oh, you know, I played this and I played Sparks of Hope and, you know, I had looked at some of the streams and I had watched the Sparks of Hope stream. So I'm like, oh, you know, okay. And then, you know, maybe. And then you guys saw the Endeavor. I needed stuff to buy on Black Friday. It was a $30 deal for Sparks of Hope. And then you get a free download from Best Buy Shop. The Best Buy was a non-sponsor here. Um, I was like, oh, man, I'm getting two games for the price of one. And this game just literally came out a month ago. And all it cost me was like $2 because I had all these coupons and gift cards. And I was able to buy that, that. And then what was the other two games I bought? No, Resident Evil 3 was one of them alongside another one. I'm like, yeah, sure. We're going to do this. And we're going to have it. Side note, I bought Resident Evil 4 for the PS5. Got that for free. Thank you, Andrew. Um, so I had mm -hmm. just been Ratchet and Clank Riff Apart which was my non-sponsor last week. And even though I know I'm very high in the gaming, I was on time off. What I like to do on my time off is to play games, go to the beach, sleep. Everything I can't do as an attorney, I like to do when I'm not having to be an attorney. And I gotta say, I thoroughly enjoyed it because it, it was free, so that's always for me. But I had to start with it. And I know that you said there's really no continuation or continuity um, from one and two, but I always have to start with the one. It was very fun, very refreshing. The first three worlds were kind of easy and the difficulty spike kind of shot up a little bit, but you get to play as obviously Mario, who I think actually was the second weakest character to play as, Luigi, who just didn't touch my my team at all at the end of the day. Boss-wise, you always had to go Mario, Peach, and Rabbit Peach because of the healing factors. And I will say this, it really doesn't have an easy mode. I know the second one does, but the easy mode is just you can add in more health and that's it, and you just deal. But it's fun, it makes you think, you, you have to be smart with it. I, the cell uh, movement took some time to get used to because it reminded me back of the day of like Civ and all that um, or D&D, &D. but it was enjoyable. It was good strategy. It's very cute, very humorous. You know, Mario gets sucked in with the Rabbids world. I don't know much about Rabbids except for the thing that's something by Ubisoft, but I think they did a good job developing something there. And of course, Mario with a gun is always interesting. No kids. It's not a GTA mod. It's a legitimate game. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not for the oldest kids but if you want to see if your kids actually bright and smart this is the game that you get them started on very cute very fun very interesting um a lot of tongue and cheek coming in there beep oh whatever its name is a little robot that comes around um you know has some quips that come into it but it was it was a refreshing new take because sometimes i can buy all the same games but that's like me buying all the same call of duties right you need to have diversity is the spice of life variety is the spice of life and that's why i do with it here and i'm really looking forward to getting um sparks oh i have it but playing it but i did buy the dlc the donkey kong adventure because mm. it was on sale in the wii shop for 7.49 or the e-shop uh sorry rest in peace wii u and yeah uh, yeah close today today was the last day it was yep. over it was the last day so maybe it feels foot of uh, feels proper fitting but I did, um, I did also get the Donkey Kong, which I started yesterday, beat today, because what did I do with my Switch? Well, shout out to Nintendo, the pseudo non-sponsor. I just took that selling gun to the beach, and I played that for like two, three hours. I know what you guys are saying. Charles, how do you how do you do that with beach? There is nothing. Guys, I got to tell you, there is nothing more like mentally stimulating than hearing the ocean worm with your beautiful Chopper 75 Elite headphones on your through, <laughs> playing some Mario games where you're beating some corrupt rabbits, and also like a rabbit Kong who just wants to kind of get with Mario Pete or peach rabbit or rabbit peach but you don't want to get none of that just yet and then um just hearing the ocean waves crashing very therapeutic it made me remember that i am a human being and not an attorney because when you become an attorney the soul leaves you at some point despite mm. what my attorney friends like to say very enjoyable game mario rabbit kingdoms or mario rabbits kingdom battle get the dlc too might as well they're super cheap andrew i would recommend this to you if you want to get some intelligent um gameplay that's not just 
bungee bungee weird stuff going on that as my sister emailing me um overall i would say i think i gave an eight out of ten and i said a seven out of ten for the rabbit kingdom which i think is fair um promo code uh I, I can't make the sound effect the rabbits. Ah! Yeah, yeah, right. Because I feel like I'm embarrassed <laughs> myself. But uh, promo code, um, you know, uh, I would say promo code uh, Rabbit Kong. Yeah. All right. I felt for him. He he just loved Rabbit Peach. And he didn't know how to explain it. I yeah, I know. I yeah. All right, that was good. Uh, Thank you, Francisco. I'll, I'll say that. Thank you, Francisco. I Watch told you. Francisco. Wait, hold on. Let me, let me, I'm sorry, Andrew. Let me take it. Y'all listening now, y'all want to see some interesting gaming stuff? Watch the Frank Ops. It will convince you to play new games or make you yell when you're at the gym on the treadmill because he doesn't know uh, uh, how to use Luigi Mansion's duel with uh, with Luigi. There you go. That's my other shout-out. <laughs> All righty. Okay, Andrew. So <clears throat> my non-sponsor is going to be a YouTuber called Terminal Montage. I think I think I've heard of him, but okay, go. I've been watching him for a couple of months now, and he is freaking hilarious. He does these. Uh, oh yes, yes, yes. He does this something about series. Yes, he's uh, good. Where where he takes video games and just completely while still telling the same storyline, just puts it through a <laughs> shredder and comes up with something remarkably... I can't even describe it. Uh, it's funny. It's It makes me laugh, even if I haven't played the game. Uh, but for the games that I have played, it just makes it that much funnier. Um you know, my personal favorite character of his is Kerbo. <laughs> That's the best one. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a uh, caricature of Kirby, obviously. Um, but for no discernible reason, <laughs> Kerbo is a devout Christian. Yes. Um, you have to watch this, Charles. <laughs> I'm seeing the for, background for right now. Absolutely zero, for absolutely zero known reason, Kerbo is this insanely devout Christian. <laughs> uh, the Prince of Egypt. <laughs> uh, he has. Uh, he has at times uh, defeated enemies using the power of Christ. Um, <laughs> but I will say he is the Kerbo is the best Christian I have I have seen in a long time. Oh boy. Because <laughs> Mother Teresa just in there. Actually, <laughs> because he actually follows the tenets of Christianity. So Look for Andrew to be the one who like started the fames in the podcast, not me or you. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll stoke it a little bit, uh, especially in light of, of recent events. But, uh, but yeah, 
Kerbo, I, I absolutely love Kerbo. Um, but the whole, the whole anything done by Terminal Montage is really funny. Uh, I'd highly recommend checking it out. Um, promo code POYO. And that's P-O-Y-O. <laughs> and that's Kirby's uh, noise. <laughs> y'all are ridiculous. Yeah, he's done. Uh, let, let me show you, Charles. Uh, I'm just going to... Um, uh, actually, I didn't start the virtual cam, but but the the stuff that he's... Uh, I'm on Twitch, so I can see it. Yeah, but either way, um, he's done, let's see... Uh, he, he doesn't buy. He's on season five, so he's done this for like five years. He's an animator. It's all animated, so it takes a long time, you know, to 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 churn these out. But he's done. Uh, let's see. He's on Ocarina of Time. He hasn't finished Ocarina of Time. That's a, like you know that that's involved. Uh, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Um, Ocarina of Time. He's done. Of, of course, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Kirby's Dream Buffet. Street Fighter Two. Uh, let's see, Pikmin. I, the, some, I haven't seen some of these, uh, so I have to I have to catch up with them. Um, uh, Super Mario World, uh, Super Metroid, uh, <laughs> Pac-Man. Uh, I think he's done Resident Evil as well. Uh, so uh, I don't know if he's done Metal Gear. Uh, he's done Star Fox as well, Donkey Kong Country. Just a bunch of you know, just the games that we know. Uh, so that's it, it's funny. It's great. The Kirby's, but the Kirby's are great because uh, there's an there's an overarching. Andrew, you didn't mention this. There's an overarching like storyline as well that connects all of these together. So it's right. it, it's great. Um, all right. <laughs> yes, it's awesome. Um, all right. So those yeah, got some good non-sponsors this week. Uh, so we're at an hour and fourteen minutes. Uh, there's uh, Andrew. I do want to mention something we didn't mention last week, but we should, probably should have. Uh, the NHL jersey providers are now going to be fanatics. Yay! Oh boy! And look, I uh, <laughs> I just became an affiliate, so <laughs> this is uh, uh, so. It, it, but I don't, I don't give a shit. I'll talk about it. Um, it's not. I just have to. I just have to. I just have to shell this stuff. I don't have to shell it all the time. But yeah, some people are concerned. It's almost monopolistic in a way. The way Fanatics now has the um, uh, they they have control over the NFL shop, the NBA shop, MLB, and NHL. I don't know if they do MLS too, but maybe. Um, and I think they might have the license for a bunch of college football teams too. I'm I'm going to assume, right, Andrew? Uh, yeah. So, so they recently decided to step up big because Adidas is not renewing their contract with the NHL. So this will be the last season for. NHL jerseys and apparel and a bunch of stuff made by Adidas. No, 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 no. They, they, they start in the twenty four, twenty five. Okay, so the next season will be the last season. There's for there's one more year after this. Okay, next season will be the last season for the NHL with Adidas, and, and really is Adidas, and it was Reebok before that, but that was owned by Adidas anyway. So, uh, but so it's been a long time since an Adidas entity of some sort. Um, hasn't produced NHLs on ice stuff. Um, and Fanatics has made 
up, you know, uh, sports merchandise and a bunch of stuff for all these leagues, uh, a bunch of, you know, T-shirts and things like that. But NHL fans are very particular, uh, as we all know, and uh, they're not very happy about this. A lot of NHL fans are not happy about this. I don't know if you guys have, I, I've, I've, I think I've shouted them out before, but the hockey guy did a fantastic video about the concerns with fanatics taking up the NHL's mantle here because they've they've kind of dropped the ball a lot with certain merchandise things. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the infamous New York New York Islanders T-shirt with the New York Rangers logo in the middle, uh, but it's sacrilegious. It's sacrilegious to, you know, that's like putting a, a Mets logo on top of a Yankees t-shirt. All right, Charles? You know, it's it's just something you just don't do. It's just it's something you don't make a mistake of. Um, but, but uh, and also, you know, people complaining that, you know, like, the, the you know, the steam iron, the very templated uh, merchandise. There's nothing really unique, like you saw, especially even in the 90s and stuff like that. Uh, and... Uh, a lot of people getting actual jerseys and the jerseys that they provide, like the base level, you know, replica jerseys that they give are very low quality compared to what Reebok and Adidas had beforehand. Uh, from what people have said, I don't have a single Fanatics uh, NHL jersey and I don't do the NHL shop. I'm not an affiliate of that. I'm just an affiliate of the baseball stuff. So I can talk shit about this, actually. So, um, uh, but people have gotten jerseys with the wrong player name on it the wrong numbers uh for 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 uh things like that uh and and the material just isn't very high quality it's just something that looks like it'll peel off the moment that you put it in the wash and uh just people are concerned and hopefully uh, hopefully what they're doing from what i've heard they will be there is a there is a um uh, textile factor uh, factory in in Quebec that makes all of the on ice stuff for the players. So fanatics will be making the player on ice stuff. All the stuff the players use will be using the same factory with the same materials and everything like that. So the players are going to get the good stuff, but the fans we don't know. We don't know if they're gonna if they're 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 buying the licensing rights or anything like that. Uh, from uh, from Adidas, from their jersey technology, just to keep the same uh, cuts and templates, or if they're going to make their own unique style, we're not sure. But it's a long, I think it's like a ten year deal. So Fanatics is going to try and step up into that in, into that area, just like Adidas. With you know, Adidas just wants to focus on their like their soccer stuff. That's what they're focusing on, and um, you know, of course, competing with them and, and Nike. Who you know does uh, baseball, basketball, and 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 the NFL, and I, gosh, man, I I don't know. I haven't ordered uh, anything from Fanatics or Fanatics branded NHL stuff, um, and anything that I've bought usually I've gotten it when I go to Panthers games, anyways. Uh, especially hats and things like that. They do make hats. I haven't bought a Fanatics hat. I, I can't tell you the quality of them uh, at all right now uh, for for NHL. So that's, but people are very concerned. And yeah. Let me just say that all that matters to the NHL is are the player jerseys okay? And the 
The early indications are probably yes, because again, one, they're using the existing factory in Quebec, but then also they've been making the baseball jerseys for MLB. They're Nike licensed, but they're produced by Fanatics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Batman and the owners it won't give a shit if the fan quality is poor. They all that matters is it's not going to fall apart on the players, and Fanatics is going to ensure that's not going to happen. Yeah, because um, the moment that something happens, it'll just like, oof, uh, reignites those feelings and fans, and then just oof, maybe we shouldn't buy these. You know that that'll be an embarrassment beyond all level for Fanatics if that happened. Like a player's jersey just kind of ripped, like just shreds for for no apparent reason. Yeah, the fanatics will never let that happen for sure. But what it will do, it what it will do is now that there's zero competition, they're just going to make the shittiest fan jerseys <laughs> yeah. possible. You know, fanatics. If you want to assure everybody, invite us up to your headquarters up in Jacksonville. We're not that far. You know, we can assure the people. You know, you can give us some swag, <laughs> and we can we can rate the quality of the stuff. Right? We're just gonna put that out there. I mean, and there there's another great video by uh, a, a guy I really like on the the internet his name is or not aesthetics name, but aesthetics yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and he made a great video and he made a good point that you know fans hockey fans want to like this deal and we were we all just kind of laughed and guffawed when Batman said, you know, they have this great track record. <laughs> it's like, right. Uh, maybe they have a good track record for making leaks money, but not for making fan products. Um, but one of the deputies in the NHL said, probably in the, <laughs> the most, uh, PC way to make the league look good said, I understand that there's some trepidation among the fan base. Like, no shit, Sherlock. There's a lot of trepidation in the fan base. Um, but I, I want to be wrong. I want fanatics to say, hey, now that we have the exclusive rights, you know, maybe we'll step things up a little bit. Um, but I'm not holding my breath at all. Um, because I would I would probably die of, this, of uh, asphyxiation or uh, whatever before I would be willing to hold my breath on any sort of quality product coming out of Fanatics. It's 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 just unfortunate because you know 
at least you could at least you had like I, I I'm on a Discord channel and I follow Reddit, um, which is dedicated just to hockey jerseys, mm. and kind of the holy grail of jerseys are things they call MICs or uh, made in China or not made in China, made in Canada, um, which are the the cream of the crop jerseys. Um, you know, those are the best. Those are, if, if you really want to have a true to life Jersey, you get an MI. True. Hold on one um, second. Let me keep going. Andrew. I want to see where my Jersey was at. Actually, <laughs> I got it. Okay. Um, so I was just checking my, uh, I guess the best Panthers jersey that I got there, the reverse retro. That's an it's a that's an MII made in Indonesia. So <laughs> Yeah. Right. But it's Adidas branded and it has um, a fall apart on me. But yeah, if you can get an MIC, that's the they're more expensive for sure, but they're much better quality. The problem is the MICs are now going to be made by fanatics. Mm. Um, you know, the the Adidas, uh, whatever they're called, the Addy Zeros or whatever they sold to the fans, those were much better than the breakaways, which are made by fanatics. So at least yeah. you had the option of getting something better than what fanatics had to offer, but now fanatics is offering everything. So... Um, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, shop, I hope... Shop your local Goodwills, everybody. Find some... You can find plenty of jerseys and things on there. Go on shopgoodwill.com. What happened? After just getting uh, your your Series S, I'm surprised you didn't... Oh, Xbox One, regular Xbox One. Uh, but... Uh, well, I, 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 well, I bought two games already. I already bought four, but I got them on eBay. Um, Forza Horizon 3 and I've got um, combo rare replay with Gears of War Ultimate Edition so just to play that you know maybe I can get into that series uh, but yeah aside from that but you know just that's yeah but that's a bunch of games especially rare replay so I'll, that'll keep me busy for a while and I still got all my Xbox 360 stuff so uh, yeah sorry Andrew um, I mean I know for sure that you know, when I get enough of a uh, back pile of disposable income, I want to buy legit uh, lightning jerseys uh, from the 2020 and 2021 seasons because they changed the models between those two years um, and put a you know Stanley Cup champion patch on it because that's who I am. Um, so, but at least, you know, I'm hoping, who knows, maybe that will, that fanatics is going to be, uh, not the main person anymore. Maybe those or maybe now that Reebok won't be the, God damn it. <laughs> maybe now that Adidas isn't going to be the main provider, maybe those will be on sale or cheaper now. Um, yeah, or, or maybe they might go up in price if 
fans are just going to be like, oh, no, these are the good ones. We're holding, you know. Uh, good point. Um, but, you know. Uh, unclaimedbaggage.com. That's where I got my jersey from, right? That jersey's for, like, I mean, it's made in Indonesia, but they were probably selling it for 200 bucks, and I got it for 80 So, you know, unclaimedbaggage.com, where Andrew probably should get a bunch of Switch games, too. <laughs> Yeah, buy more Switch games. He's getting there. He'll get there. <laughs> Gotta play some MLB, though. I'm getting that Thursday. That's when my Xbox comes in. So I'm going to Best Buy after work, I think, when that happens. So after I test it to make sure it works. Um, I hope it works. It should from the eBay listing. It came from like an actual store. So. All right. Uh, well, yeah, everything Andrew has said is kind of the, the concerns. It's, I mean, I, I've got five, five, six NHL. I've got six Panthers jerseys. Um, I'm cool with what I've got. I've got the current red one. I've got the original red one. I got uh, the 2012 white and the 2011 navy one, and I got the first navy reverse retro. I mean, the only one I really want that's left is the um, uh, this year's uh, reverse retros uh, with the, the the stick and tree. So that's really the only thing that uh, that I'm I personally feel like I'm missing uh, for myself, and maybe the 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 current white jersey. Uh, but aside from that, I really am not looking for much else for NHL jerseys at this point. And yeah, so okay, you know that's that's it. Uh, all right, yeah, that's that's the point that I did want to talk about. All right, so this is sports go show everybody, and uh, let's go to I guess Charles said it, frankly Frank, right? Let's talk about that. Frankly Frank. Yeah. Okay. So we're at an hour and thirty minutes. We're gonna talk about this. I think this will roll us into because Charles got his big, big beefy, uh, <laughs> a WrestleMania preview uh, today. So I do want to get through this so we can get to that. And uh, yeah, uh, spring training's over. Uh, opening days on Thursday. So there you, you go. Baseball's happening. Yeah, I also mentioned the thing in hockey. What thing in hockey? The Panthers are out. What else? Any goofs reunion in hockey? Oh, that's right. Me and Charles went to the to the Panthers and New York Rangers game, even though it was basically, uh, man, just, it was, it was York, Francisco's York, torture. Yeah, it was it was invaded by Charles's people. That's what it was. You know, it was is a you know, uh, you. We took Char the pilgrimage. Yeah, it was Italian. Comedy. It was Italian Heritage Night, um, uh. and uh. As one knows, it's against the New York Rangers. And, I mean, Charles was just surrounded by his people. Everybody I, from I all five saw, boroughs was there. I already saw all the drunk people with their bad B.O. Mm -hmm. I parked in the uh, Sawgrass Mall. Yeah. As I'm going on, dealing, yep. selling. Passing by, passing by Vinny and Dominic and, <laughs> and, and Vito. Tess? How can we forget about Tess? You know, yeah. She's doing good. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay. All I need, what did I say? All I need is some uh, Hispanics and Russians, and I am back yeah. in the old country. I'm sure there's a few Puerto Rican yeah. Rangers fans there. <laughs> yeah, as well, you know. So for those who, who don't know, you know, I, I, my stomping grounds to begin with for about the first eight years of my life was Jackson Heights, Queens. And then um, 
then I moved to Florida and I, you know, I kept visiting New York every couple of years, every, really every summer um, to visit the family and stay with the family. So it's a part of you that doesn't leave. And I was back there in October and I just said, God, it's so dirty. It still smells like pee. But it, it was interesting that it was my first hockey event since we last went to see the Lightning and the Panthers. Um, it was an enjoyable experience for the first game or the first period. And yeah. then it all kind of went downhill because the Panthers kind of, I got to see this Chachek guy that I almost called him Chachi. This Chachi guy that um, Francis Chachek. Kachek. Good old Maddie Kachuk. No, 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 no. He's talking about Maddie Kachuk. Oh, Kachuk. Yeah. yeah. And then also see the stall. Uh, they can go screw themselves, you know, with a nice little. Uh, those are the ones we hate, right? Once you do want to wear uh, well, the stalls were yeah part of the the guys that uh, you know uh, yeah. d- don't like the covenant the between fun? don't like the what covenant the between man and God for flooding the earth. They don't like those colors, you know. Yeah. With, with, with a plunger, you know, grow the hell up, you assholes. I'm sorry, right now they're not. I don't care about any guys. They can find me. I don't care. Anywho, um, first period was good. And then something happened to nothing. Superiors where the Panthers just got completely shot. Microcosm of the Panther season. Microcosm of the Panther season. But the problem is that loss itself was basically your season from what you've been telling me. They, yeah, well, the season's over. mm, uh, Nails almost common. next Next week. Yeah, I would say the game was. It, it, what it finished four three or four two? I don't four know. three. It was enjoyable. Yeah, four three. It was enjoyable until it wasn't enjoyable because it felt lazy. I expected more out of you, Florida Panthers. Mind you, I couldn't remember who won in our last game. It was probably the Lightning because I just see Andrew's happiness um, coming to my brain and Francisco's pain. But the thing <laughs> is, what we did a couple years back, what I we were doing was the uh, spins on the ice. That's how famous we were. Yeah, that's but, true. The shots kind of went down, you know, and I told I told Francisco the first thing I had to do was just make sure I, I caught up on everything. I knew everything. I probably would have known more had somebody allowed me to buy NHL 2023, but not this time, kids. But it was a good segue. I knew because I follow my friends' teams, I know who's on the lightning and I know who's on the Panthers, so it was supportive. I just felt bad because I wasn't really rooting for – I was a Panther fan for the day. I guess in theory you can say I align with the Boston Bruins, but that feels wrong right now because of the fact that they're like number one in the NHL, and I want to mm. make it seem like I'm a bandwagoner. Since I had to have Francis explain to me icing because the idea never made sense to me to begin with, so he showed me the letter and intent, the spirit, the character, and purpose, Andrew of it. I still think it's silly because hey, you know it's y'all's fault for letting the puck and sticks, man. Right? Just gotta do that better cardio and follow out. I had a good time. Everybody out there in South Florida. I mean, you're talking about from the areas of Palm Beach down to Miami. Our tickets weren't like relatively that expensive, seventy-five bucks or so. Yeah, you for you know, yeah, big ticket team, New York. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was an enjoyable experience, and I, I think I had a good time with it. Hopefully, it doesn't take me another three years or so to kind of go back there. However, by the time this time, what March twenty eighth, twenty twenty four, I should be an avid, knowledgeable, and I say it every year, hockey fan. Why? Because unlike of me just watching games, which I don't have the time or the patience for, what am I going to do, guys? I'm probably going to get a hockey game. 
if someone permits me to do it. And I will be so knowledgeable, guys. I would be insufferable. It'd be great. It's like Andrew's your dad. You just won't buy it for me. And the group chat. And I know what Andrew's saying. Buy the damn thing. But now it's the principle because maybe we're so much closer to October now, Andrew. I don't. I want to get the newer. I got to get the updated rosters. You know how it is. I'm but, probably gonna get 24 just to get 24, and if they put Maddie Kachuk on it, which she 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 get on the cover, I'm just gonna say it, you know. Uh, I, I'm definitely gonna get it. Yeah. It's gonna go to Connor. I feel. Uh, wait, he appeared on which one did he appear on? Andrew, he's already appeared on one, right? Connor McDavid. Ooh. McDavid. Has he appeared on an uh, NHL team cover? Like 19. He may have been on 22. 22, yeah, because this past year was Zagras and Nurse, right? And then before that, might have been Connor or maybe Leon. No, no, no. So let's see. So 22 was. So 22 was Matthews. Mm, Yep, that makes sense. Yep. 20 was also Matthews. He got on two of them? Huh. 20, 21, uh, 19, uh, 21 was Ovechkin. 19 okay. was Zuban. Okay. I feel like my point is proven. 18 was Connor McDavid. Okay, so he's been... Okay, 18. So he's been on... It's not like they can't repeat, but, you know. Okay. All righty. Uh, well, so... Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. It was a microcosm of the Panther season. Everything that they uh, were and are, and they don't deserve to make the playoffs. And I'm on the Fire Maurice bandwagon now. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a lot of changes. And thing. It can't just be for the lack of cap space because they still got pretty much the same team. They just lost a couple of guys, and they got an upgrade from Matthew Kachuk. Um, but the trade hasn't worked out for either the Flames or the Panthers, really, because they're both on the outside looking in one spot out of the playoffs right now, trying to fight for dear life. And they're just losing. There's only like seven games left for each of the teams. And so, uh, and the Panthers in the middle of four game losing streak right now, and they're facing the Leafs. They're probably going to get spanked. Like they got spanked last week against the Leafs. And then outside of a miracle, I, I don't know because the Pens they're playing the Red Wings now. I had the game in the on on the show right now in the background, uh, and it's tied three three. Maybe the Wings can pull it off and help the Panthers there, but now it's just a bunch of like wait and see. Maybe uh, the Panthers can if the Penguins fall. It's really the Panthers' only shot, but they would have to run the table in order to make it happen. They got Columbus and Montreal, but. There's no games I think the Panthers... There are games the Panthers should win, but I'm not confident that they can win. So that's kind of been my, my thing with them. So I don't even know. They could probably get upset by by Montreal or or Columbus at this point. They got their young guys in. They, you know, down in their, their entry-level contracts just trying to prove something. And I bet they can get surprised by them. I, the season's done. I already told you, I wrote it on the group chat. Panthers are done. It's over. So, too bad. So, I mean... Uh, lightning are doing fine i I feel like this is a segue away from your pain oh well but they're lightning are doing fine they're 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 gonna face the leafs in the first round 
and and I, I'm not going to cheer for you guys to make it past the first round, but you guys better beat the Leafs. <laughs> uh, but if the Leafs do make it past, they'll just get spanked by Boston. So, hey, we win in the end. Yeah, I... I'm I'm wanting that win. <laughs> I'm wanting that win bad. Mm. That series went bad. Yeah, you guys are gonna get invaded in Tampa. Mm. Mm. Okay, so yeah, those are our perspectives on hockey. All right, frankly, Frank. So uh, I didn't get a chance to watch the movies. I was watching anime and and just kind of gaming and 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 being moody. But I was able to listen to the music, guys. So, uh, once again, these guys are trying to get me culture, trying to get me to be more well-rounded on things and, and, um, and, uh, and just, you know, just you know stuff. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm just not good with, with, uh, with music for sure. So Charles, uh, Charles had recommended to me, uh, the black keys and, their album called brothers okay so these are the three songs charles that i that i that i myself liked uh so the first one was next girl mm-hmm. good song uh second one was tighten up very good song that's what got them popular yeah so there's that one and then the other one was keep my name uh Keep my name, uh, uh, was it out of my mouth, out of your mouth? There you go. So those are the three songs I chose from that one. Um, the, 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 is this from what, what? What era is this from? Like the seventies, eighties? Not sure. Two thousand? I don't know. It just sounds kind of sounds. I don't know. It has this kind of. I don't know what is. I don't know, man. I don't know nothing. That's why I'm asking. Y'all gotta, yeah, y'all got Howard and Patrick Carnahan have been doing it for a long time. But I don't know. Just kind of has an old school feel to it. I kind of liked it, so that's kind of why I was saying that. Yeah, you know, it's Brock Bruce, but I would say like Bruce. Yeah, Andrew, you know, 2012 is when they came out. You know, going from there. So yeah, <laughs> ten years ago, sure, which might feel like the 70s for us. <laughs> See how ignorant I am. See, I'm all a right. <laughs> All right. And Andrew, you you had uh suggested to me um uh Ben Folds 5, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. what was the name of the album? Uh let me see. Whatever and ever amen. Ah, that one. Yes, Whatever and Ever Amen. So these are the three Tell songs you. that I chose. Tell uh, us. Uh Fair. Good one. Uh, selfless, cold, and composed. Very good. And then Stephen's last night in town, which it's I think funny. was I like that one. Yeah, I, that one I think was my favorite. I, I, it sounds very upbeat. I don't know for some reason it reminded me of Kirby and, and Chibi Robo. <laughs> I know you haven't, you don't know the Chibi Robo reference much, but I don't know. There's something about the music that kind of made me think about those video games. So I enjoyed those though. I guess it's, I guess it makes sense that all the songs that you chose were upbeat. Um, Like I said, there were a few downer songs. Oh, I noticed them. (laughs) I noticed them. 
but uh but yeah yeah those, those are those are my choices uh but i haven't gotten to the movies yet but but i i enjoyed this what happened like what we gave you oh no i did i did i was rocking i was i was i listened to them during while i'm working so i can kind of like you know kind of get into a little bit of a groove and just be like okay just you know, think you know, try and get myself uh, get myself a rhythm and stuff like that i'm i'm, I'm moving i'm jiving uh, I got my, I'm stand. I got the standing desk, so I'm just, I'm dancing, man. I'm dancing in the middle of work. So there you go. Uh, yeah. So I liked it. So we're at an hour and forty four minutes. Uh, these guys will suggest me something new, and I'll listen to those things. Um, and but we're gonna head on over to the cage because it's a big, big weekend, and Charles is gonna miss the first night of WrestleMania and the Final Four. <laughs> All right. So let's do it. Welcome, everybody, your weekly True Place of Cage with Charles for Disclaimer Wrestling. It's not fake. It's a scripted fight. It's a stage fight. It's a, it's a song of dance, essentially. It's about men and women chasing championships, establishing their legacy, being the holy hell out of each other, and trying to, and I'm going to say it because it's going to make me vomit, but I got to accept it. Finish the story, as Cody Rhodes' entire goddamn WrestleMania you know, storyline has been. Uh, this is going to be majority WWE. It is. Um, not going to be as long as you guys think it's going to be, but kind of. Maybe about 15, 20 minutes I can congest it. Without Hence the leeway I gave. We're at the 145 yeah. mark. Yeah, so there we go. The one thing I'm going to mention on AEW is there will be some ish brewing between CM Punk, who was suspended for Brawl Out, and everybody. He posted some Instagram stuff. Moxley did an interview with his wife, uh, Renee Paquette, on her podcast, The Sessions. Um, everybody has two different opinions of whether or not who did what but basically with punk I'll, I'll i'll explain it to you this way in the simplest form i can punk saying they wanted this nonsense i didn't want this i you know i don't know why everybody's giving me crap and moxie's just saying nah that shit didn't happen like that there you go very interesting because the idea is do you want punk back is he good for your business is he missed would the guys in the locker room the big names hangman moxley kenny the young bucks Jericho want him back to allow it as locker room leaders and VPs. I don't know. I don't have the answer for it. AEW has been building some momentum as we talked about last week, but we know what we're here for. WrestleMania showcasing the Immortals grandest stage of all for all wrestling culmination where you hope a lot of storylines just end and new storylines happen. The match cards are almost set in stone. Raw was yesterday. It was decent. Andrew and I were in the chat talking about it. SmackDown, you're going to have some, you know, DeAndre the Giant Battle Royale. So just to kind of put some guys out there, they're not going to be a mania. Though I wish Bobby Lashley does have a WrestleMania match because, you know, Bray Wyatt got hurt. So they canceled, which might have actually been better for everybody that Bray got hurt because I was not invested in Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt once over 0%. But I would like Bobby just to show up and just, like, issue an open challenge if someone comes out so Bobby can, like, squash her in five minutes. You got to reward the guys who've been doing it. It's a two-night event. It's a two-night event. I will not be there. I, I am doing a work thing. I am doing a work thing April 1st. So I have to do my best to avoid social media in every way, shape, or form. The group chat, unfortunately, I have to avoid that for the most part. I, I will try to avoid Twitter. I'll stick to baseball. I might go to the Marlins game on Friday. Uh, so I will... And I'll be... I'll actually, I'll actually, I'll be at my, my sister's place because I'm watching the FAU game over there. So I have I won't to say anything, Carl. Thank you. I have to also avoid a probably a very drunk uh 
I don't want to name names, but a drunk <laughs> friend who I know will be watching it. Oh boy. Um, because it's not just that, it's also it's not just WrestleMania, guys. It's also the NXT stand and deliver pay-per-view that is happening. So I have to kind of like I'm just gonna go really quickly on that because they're doing the takeover stand deliver match that's happening. It's just a lot that we're going to be doing in that sense. Um so god help my soul because that's at 1 a.m oh, i'm sorry 1 p.m so i'm gonna watch that bit of wrestling because i gotta get my face but i might not even be able to complete because where i have to go is like an hour and 10 minutes north of me and i look into the sky and i say god why did you do this to me out of all times right and i look up to the ground i go satan i get it i understand you're keeping my seat warm but damn it man i have to miss night one and night one they haven't announced all the matches yet for each night but damn it, man! Like I, I told, I can't have this ruined. There's like nine months of storyline going on because I will tell you at least this: night one is gonna be the Usos versus Sammy and Kevin Owens, big stuff, and then night two is gonna be Roman and Cody, big stuff. So that means Sunday, I have to find a way somehow, some way, some form to digest eight hours of wrestling, man, because I don't think I'll be able to finish stand delivery because I have to get dressed and go and change. I got to fix my hair and ish. This is terrible. So let's talk about the stand deliver stuff. We don't talk about NXT a lot, but this is going to be the sum of the stuff that they're going to kind of like build into it. Um, you're going to, the big highlights of the match, Johnny Gargano and probably presumably his last takeover, even though he's been on the main rosters going against Grayson Waller. Remember when Johnny went to go, Bye-bye and be a dad for a bit. Grayson Waller put him out. That got him some good heel heat, which is enjoyable. Um, Johnny's going to have that match because Waller's been fighting with Shawn Michaels. Shawn's like, I'm not wrestling, but I know somebody who wants to get a piece of old candy ass. Expect Johnny Gargano to win it, get his swan song, and then fully get some stuff going on. That's my prediction for him because this is how I have to do it. I can't spend forever on this stuff for NXT, right? I used to back in the day. Chase you and Tyler Bate versus Schism. Um what you need to know, Schism is led by Joe Gacy and also has Ava Rain, who is The Rock's daughter, uh, along with they used to be Grizzly Young Vets versus Chase U, which I've sent a couple of stuff with them, and Tyler Bates a, a good guy. We like his wrestling. I think Schism wins that. It, the match is going to be for the control of Chase U, and I think that's how you're going to get some sabotage. You can't have Schism lose. You can't have The Rock's daughter in her first match coming out losing. It's just, it's just not going to happen. What can I say? NXT Tag Championship. Triple threat match, Gallus versus the Creed brothers versus the family, Tony D'Angelo, and um, I forgot who the hell he has as a teammate because I've been watching him for a minute. Gallus keeps it, goes from there. NXT Women's Tag Team Championship, Fallon Henley versus Keanu James, Isla, Isla Dawn, and Alba Fire. Demonic women are going to win. That's what uh, Alba and Isla are, or Isla are. Good for them. This match, next match, is going to be a banger, fellas. Holy shit. Like, I'm so excited. It's for the North American NXT Championship. In a ladder match, Wesley, current champion versus JD McDonough versus Ilya Dragunov. We love Ilya Dragunov up at this house. Axiom and then Dragon Lee, who's debuting. He was signed a couple months ago. Lucha Libre specialist. Uh, oh, man, it's just going to be so good. But it's going to be Dragon Lee who wins. He's going to bring in that Lucha Libre side. I like Wesley, but you just had this big mega signing. You can't have him lose in his debut match, even if it's a uh, ladder match where you're not getting pinned or submitted. But everybody's going to be beating the hell out of each other, doing ladder spots. I, ooh, Daddy likes, especially since I'm not getting a ladder match in the WrestleMania matches on the main roster. Um, women's NXT ladder match, a little bit of the repetition. But yeah, Valkyrie, Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan, Tiffany Strand, and then Rock, uh, Roxanne Perez come back from injury. They've been working that sort of on. Roxanne comes back, wins, retains her title, probably builds a few with Tiffany Strand. Okay, fine. Grayson Waller, Johnny Gar, we already talked about that. Carmelo Hayes versus Braun Breaker. 
I like Carmelo Hayes. I am about Carmelo Hayes. I'm about Trick Williams. I have sent clips about them before. The man has this confidence and swagger. Even though he's a tiny man, he has a very big shadow. He has his whole theory of saying that he is him. That's his mentality. That's his whole like saga. I carry that energy sometimes going to the court or if I'm in Splatoon, you know, whereas I say my him is history in the making. I respect him. I'm kind of done with Braun Breaker for a while. I think he's been main roster ready for a bit. He has been given bad challengers, in my opinion, the last several months um, since he won it back against Dolph Ziggler about a year ago. Carmelo Hayes wins this. Braun Breaker probably has a couple matches left, and then he goes up to the main roster to build some feuds. Good for him. Braun Breaker is the son of Rick Steiner, also nephew of Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pump, the math, the big bad booty daddy. We love Scott Steiner up in this house. He has that perfect little thing of the uh, of the uh, YouTube of his math, Steiner mathematician, 33 to 30% chance. Love it. Anyway, main <laughs> roster stuff, WrestleMania. Let's just get to it because there's, there's some stuff I'm vested in. So Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio. We mentioned the chat. Dad versus son. Ray's going to the Hall of Fame on Friday. This might be his last call. He hasn't said or not, but imagine how do you get somebody to want to watch the Hall of Fame, which doesn't matter anyway, right? Um, okay, I hate to say that, that it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter to me because I can appreciate a lot of good wrestlers who don't get to the Hall of Fame. And a lot of this is not like baseball, football, basketball, where you have to really have the we, debate. We've talked about this before because I asked you about like what exactly is the criteria, is basically who Vince liked. You know, yeah, and, and now we Pete have Rose is in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, Pete Rose in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. You know, last year was perfect because it was Taker, right? So you're like, yeah, and the Steiner Bros. That was probably the most loaded class out there. This year's Rey Mysterio, um, Stacy Keebler, the great Muda, because he retired, he, he had some impact all around WCW, New Japan, Noah, everything of that nature. Um, they're putting Andy Kaufman. Have you ever seen Man on the Moon? He was known for uh, his feud with Jerry Lawler. And I feel like I'm missing one other person, but they're going to have Ray Mysterio headline. I think he's going to announce that Friday that that's going to be his last match because that way it kind of takes out the suspense. Ray's been doing this for a long time. It's like 46, 47. And Andrew was like, do you think Ray's the heel? Or is Ray a heel? I'm like, sir, it'll be a cold day in hell because Ray Mysterio is just too likable to ever be a heel. But they have done well. They split back in September. They remember they were tag team champions, guys. And then they lost to the Usos. And then um, Dominic kind of turned on Edge and Ray because they were fighting against Judgment Day at that time. Damon Priest, Finn Balor, Ray Ripley. And then we've had Prison Dom, which we love. It's hysterical. He's gotten more comfortable with Mike. His wrestling skills are probably trash, but sometimes it's a character-based game. And Ray spent like seven months saying, I'm not going to hit my son. And us Hispanics are like, what? Dad's not gonna beat his disrespectful child. I don't want to we don't believe as chocolates unite. We're trying to get this going. And then Ray held out. And then last week, because they had Angie and then Aaliyah, Ray's wife and daughter, out there, and Dominic was talking trash. And Ray's like, that's my wife. And he popped him. And I swear to God, even my own chocolate levitated to the air for a second. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I'm like, I felt it in my head. You know, we got to have this happen, man. Like, you, you, you just got to work with it. Francisco felt it too when I said the, uh, when I said the podcast. You know, it's a whole disbelief. And I, here's the thing. Ray's probably winning. I want Dominic to win. The heat that he's going to get for beating his father, possibly retiring his father, is going to be mega. It is going to go beyond Roman Reigns being taker and making you think when he either goes say my yard now is going to be bigger than John Cena working up into EC ECW's one night stand pay-per-view holding the title against RVD. Because if Dominic Mysterio, who we all legitimately hate, like his character work is impeccable. I don't hate him as a person. He's a good person, but he's built to this moment to beat his father on the, sh on the showcase, the greatest showcase for wrestling and WWE purposes, not AEW and new Japan, all that stuff and retires him. Man, 
I know his 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 wrestling skills might not be there yet, but he's like 24, and you're just taking the heat, and you're gonna take that ball and run with it, and it's just gonna be Chef's gifts. Ray's probably winning. I would prefer Dominic to win for story purposes. Tag Team Championship Showcase. I guess whoever wins this gets a number one contenders match. I think it's just they put some people on the card. Um, Street Profits, they win. Okay, fine. I'm skipping that because it has no, like, no story they built it. That's why, Andrew. Same thing with Women's Tag Team Showcase. Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia versus Shotzi, Ron Rousey, and Shayna Baszler, Chelsea Green, Sonyville. Ron Rousey, Shayna Baszler win. They'll go challenge um, yeah. Lita and Becky Lynch win the belts off of them. That's, that's in the story. Ooh. If this match is on night one i'm gonna cry i want <laughs> i want all the matches i want to be on the, you know what? i'm gonna save it for last i'm or second third to last well let's go through some of the other ones um edge versus finn balor hell in a cell this story has culminated they had that fantastic i quit match at extreme rules where you know um they had put edge's wife in the chair to do the concerto and then edge said i quit now you're getting the demon now you're getting edge uh the demon is Finn Balor's persona in Hell in a Cell. So it's the full steel case structure with the rooftop and everything kind of goes and you beat the hell out of each other. Edge is probably winning this. I want Finn to win because Edge is near the end of his time. He says he's retiring. It's probably going to happen at SummerSlam. He's going to be in Toronto. He's a Canadian. I really hope Owens retires him. That's just me, but it'll probably be Cody if I had to bet. Um, but it should be a very good match. I think this is what you actually need to legitimize Finn as a main roster guy, as a main event guy. And they put on good shows before, so I'm ready for it. I'm going to go from there. Becky Lynch, Lita, Trishas versus Damage Control that consists of Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. I, I, her old name used to be Io Shirai, but whatever. No one could say that. I can. This has been building up for a little bit for a couple months. Um, the rumors have been that Trish Trash is going to turn on them. I, it's a mixture of the old blood and the new blood, you know. Uh, Trish Strass and Lita were were the good ones. You know, twenty they were all good twenty years ago, but they were the classics. They're coming back. They help Lita or Trish help Lita win the tag titles off of damage control for Lita and Becky Lynch. Um, I'm invested into it. I like it. I think Bailey's been. I, I think this this faction has been kind of iffy since they came back in SummerSlam, being damage control. But I expect them to want to go from there. Should be a good match. Uh, United States match. This is going to be the match that opens night one. It's going to be John Cena versus Austin Theory. Um, the whole story has been Austin Theory was a big John Cena fan. Cena's first title was a United States title at WrestleMania. It almost feels like a full circle kind of thing. Cena apparently behind the scenes thinks Theory has it to be the guy. Austin's only 25 years old. I'm kind of impressed what he's been doing. I don't know who wins this, man, because Cena realistically can't win, right? Like he he's a big movie star. He he's doing some stuff coming into it. Um, his schedule can't be there. I mean, what he he wins it on a on a Saturday defense on raw that Monday loses and then just kind of frees him obligation. But I feel like whoever wins a title off of John Cena either has to be a returning superstar or has to be theory, just getting his revenge back. But that kind of achievements it, but how does theory win? He's not going to pin Cena clean, right? Unless the idea is that the next year or two of Cena's storylines are going to be the old yellow concept, right? Where it's just time to put the guy down and you know, you, you build that sort of, that can be interesting, it's tough because theory should because the thing is a theory wins and it's clean you you somehow have to take that side off of him to put him in the main event scene right because you're beating john cena that's like beating michael jordan in that sense for wrestling i don't want to say it like that because of the team-based stuff so i, I need something better to kind of work with now but that's the magnitude 
of it. Actually, let me rephrase. Let's take out. Let's take out uh, player. I mean, let's put a coach. That's tennis or golf. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's beating your Venus and Serena Williams, mm. right? That that is an equivalent. Sure. Yeah, that, that's a way to think about it. Where you're always going to be eyes on you, focus. But that's important. Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. That's going to be on Saturday. That should be good. Seth needs to win it. Logan Paul has been good in the four matches he's shown up or three matches he's shown up. Give split the damn titles. Give Seth a belt. It has been time for a long time. The man he helped carry Cody Rhodes be a believable champion contender. Say that right now. Damn it. Uh, had a lot of great feuds come into it. It's time. Let this be the road for Seth getting a main title going from there. Brock Lesnar versus Amos. Brock wins. I'm putting it out there on that one. All right. So let's go. Oh, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. The bill's been bad. I think Bianca probably wins it, but Asuka came back with the Kana concept. Um, Kana K-A-N-A, which is what she was at Stardom. She might win it. I really don't know. I wish they could have built 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 a better story with it. It can go 50-50. My gut still says Bianca Belair, and then maybe Asuka gets it afterwards, but Triple H loves Asuka. He brought her in, so there's a possibility. Charlotte Vera versus Ray Ripley for the Women's Championship. Uh, I'm sorry, I should have said Bianca and Asuka's for the Raw Women's Championship, but Charlotte versus Rhea. Remember, they met about three years ago for the NXT title at WrestleMania, and then Charlotte won. Rhea wins. She gets a redemption. She goes from there. Okay, that's fine. Let's let's go to the, the big three. The matches I'm eyeing hardcore. International Triple Patty. It's going to be so high in cholesterol that's going to burst out my heart. Last year, Sheamus and Gunther gate for the Intercontinental Championship at Clash of Champions in September. I'm slurring now because I'm so excited. The energy is coming into it. Gave me that was my WWE match of the year, so we're getting that with Drew McIntyre being put into it for the Intercontinental Title in a triple threat match, and then Sheamus and Drew have had fantastic matches. Sheamus and Gunther have had fantastic matches. I have not seen Sheamus and or I'm sorry, Drew and Gunther going against each other, so I'm excited. The potential, boys, the potential. Give me 25 minutes. I don't need a minute more. I'm saying 25 minutes without interests. Give me no tomfoolery. No Imperium, no Brawling Brutes to help out. Just give me these three, the Scottish, the Irish, and then the Austrian. Beat the holy hell out of each other and do some real wrestling. I don't even have to tell you what the story is, but I'm going to. I'm sorry. Drew wants the IC title. Gunther is about establishing the prestige of the Intercontinental Championship. She's, he's the longest-running IC champion in the modern era. He's coming for that honky-tonk man record. I hope he breaks it. It should happen around the fall time if he carries it on. And then Sheamus has never won the IC title in his 15, 16-year career in WWE. There's a lot of emotion coming to it. Sheamus and Drew are boys. Gunther just likes beating ass. I got cholesterol just think about the possibilities. My heart's blocking. International Triple Patty, who wins this? Let's do it to Gunther. Let's do it to Gunther. Let's have him break hockey talk. Let's get a legitimate wrestler breaking that record for the championship, and then we'll get Cody Rhodes versus Gunther come next media. I see the vision. I need to happen. You boys know when I watch that match, I'll be ready. If, if some way, shape, or form it's on night two, be prepared for the live reactions. If it's on night one, I have to watch it all day. You guys are just going to bombard it with my opinion on it because I cannot contain that to the following Tuesday. You know I can't contain it to the following Tuesday. <laughs> Speaking of another match that's been nine years in the making, Usos, Jimmy and Jay. So, SmackDown and Raw, undisputed tag team champions versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I know Sami Zayn has really been the broken record, 
of me doing the cage, but he's just been doing it. He's been doing it. He was not infiltrating the bloodline. He wouldn't be part of the bloodline, and the bloodline broke his heart. So hell have no fury like a Sammy Scorn. Ooh, dumb that, dumb that. <laughs> Don't let WWE take it because you know what's going to happen. They're going to steal it from it. Teaming with his boy, Kevin Owens, his bestest friend. It's like a real-life best friend too, guys. Legitimate. It's something that they, they've known each other since they were in Canada. Since there was kids, they went through all the stuff in PWG and then Ring of Honor and when they were tag team champions there. And then they got brought over to all this fun stuff. Now they're WWE. Now they're finally tag team for a championship because they never had before. They won against a couple of WrestleManias ago. Daniel Bryan's returning match with Shane McMahon as tag team against them. And, you know, that was Bryan coming back for all the – not the concussions, but basically the force of time. I'm getting so excited. I can't bring you guys seven years lore. I'm sorry. I got to do this. I am ready for this. It is about Sami Zayn choosing – the family he always had versus the family that he thought loved him. There's so much stories. It's about Jay Uso who had to betray Sammy, who he loved. It's about Kevin mm. Owens who just hates the bloodline, who is always in their damn way. He's beaten Roman clean so many times had they not interfered. And they're going to win those championships. And I might freaking cry. It won't happen. <laughs> won't happen. But I'm excited and I'm ready for it. And I swear to Christ, if they lose... Just bring me back Vince McMahon because at least he gave me Kofi Mania, damn it. But it it's good. This is a storyline that's, for one guy, it's like nine months in the making. For another guy, it's like three years in the making. It's long-term booking because Owens was challenging Roman the Bloodline since, what, 2020 at this point. We are ready. We are here. I am set and stoked and steady for it. Hell have no fear like a Sammy scorned. And then we get to the big match. Night two. The main event. The undisputed universe, WWE Universal Championship matchup, Roman, Re Roman Reigns, I should call him Roman Reigns, right? Roman and Michelle's high school reunion. Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. All roads leads to WrestleMania. All roads leads to Reigns. I, I hate the puns. I really do. They're too easy. But of course, we're going to have the son of Dusty Rhodes end it all out. And we know the story. Cody came back. He was over in AEW. He beat Seth a couple times, tore his damn peck, had a match with Seth with a torn peck, and I give him credit for that. And Hell in a Cell disappeared for like seven, eight months, came back, won the Royal Rumble. He did not beat 29 other men. I really hate when they say it like that because he was not entrant one. He was entrant 30. Just remember that. He literally like two guys. Just remember that. Please and thank you. Roman Reigns, champions, close to almost a thousand days. Brock Lesnar last mania to unify it won the title off of Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman a triple threat match at Wrestlemania backlash like two Wrestlemania's ago last Wrestlemania was Brock the year prior to that was what Edge and Brian a triple threat match very good stuff to begin with he's beaten so many people he beat Goldberg he beat oh, technically Seth beat him by DQ but no one wants to talk about that going from there he's beaten Braun he's beaten Edge twice I think he beat Daniel Bryan, he kicked right into Bryan. Now he beats Cesaro. You would think that if it's working, it's not going to end, especially since this continues so long. He beats Sami Zayn. He's beating Kevin Owens. But it's finally time for the Bloodline end. Part of the Bloodline ends on night one. Part of the Bloodline ends night two. Cody had a good match against Solo, the cousin of Roman Reigns. Um, the newest member, I guess, is what you would call him in the Bloodline, even though he's been with the group since September. But the most you know, rookie-ish of them all, it was a very good match. That was the match that needed to happen because my biggest complaint was Hunter had not sold me that Cody was main event level. I understand he beat Seth three times when he came back from April to June. 
but he was injured. And absent makes the heart forget. Absence makes the heart forget, boys. Sometimes it makes it grow fonder. Like I missed Kenny Omega when he was gone for injury, but I knew Kenny was big stuff over in AEW. I know Cody's big stuff. I understand that. I'm the Cody follows on Twitter. I'm ready to come back with you, buddy. FJOJR, Dan Frijoles, Charles Shoe, Sports Goose with an underscore somewhere in there. Um, but what Hunter had booked him as was a match against Baron Corbin and then LA Knight. Mid-card guys. Solo could be the upcoming. You don't know his potential, but at least helped it out. But there's a lot of stories coming here, boys. And there's a particular way that I need this story to end because I found a fun little fact, a fun little nugget. That came out to me. Randy Orton might be back. Originally, before Randy Orton got hurt, it was supposed to be Riddle and then Orton challenging Roman come SummerSlam time. And then Randy got hurt. And then, you know, Brock had to come in. Randy used to be in a faction with Cody Rhodes called Legacy because they're all, you know, descendants of, you know, other prior wrestlers. Cody Rhodes, obviously, Dusty Rhodes and his brother, um, Gold Dust, Dustin Reynolds, or Dustin Rhodes is now, I think, what he calls himself. Randy Orton, Cowboy Bob Orton, all that fun stuff. And they had Ted DiBiase Jr in there at some point but hear me out you're gonna have this happen cody's gonna beat him like i got i'm 99.9 percent sure of it now mind you if roman won i'd be running around the house screaming all happy and stuff because you know i still feel like cody needs it but you need this kind of end to split the titles to let raw have a main title to make wrestling more interesting because eventually all things get stale i think sammy being part of that group helped it from being stale but they ain't no sammy no you can't rerun the same story. So let's look at the culmination. This is what I need. This is what I want. This is what I have to have. Everybody has to kind of try to interfere. You ha- you're going to have a lot of refs going down kind of thing. I, I anticipate this happening. The Usos are going to try to come out, or the Bloodline's going to try to come out to help Roman. Then comes Owens and Zayn. And then the last man standing is going to be Jay Uso as everybody's fighting because, you know, Solo's a third guy. And then Jay's going to be contemplating whether I should help Roman or not because remember, he couldn't. Hurt Roman a couple months ago at Elimination Chamber. He walked away, even though he hurt Sammy. He didn't hurt Roman. Two different concepts, right? Because what happened was, who was Roman's first challenger when he became this whole bloodline with the ones nonsense come into it? It was Jey Uso. He had a I quit match in a hell of a cell against Jey Uso. And how do you make Jey say I quit? He choked out Jimmy, who was injured at that time, in front of Jey Uso. We're building storylines. So originally I said that it should have been Jey super kicking Roman and helping Cody win. I have a new theory. If the Randy Orton stuff comes in, have Randy Orton come in, hit the RKO on Roman, and then Jay hesitates to go help Roman equal the odds to Cody. Instead, he just walks away. And then you have Cody hit his finisher, get the one, two, three, it's over. Why? Because you can build from that. Instead of a betrayal, Roman wondering why Jay didn't help him when he had the chance into a SummerSlam match to finish off that story. And I will be happy. I'm also okay with Jay like super kicking Roman. But think about it. If Randy is actually there, wouldn't that fit your interest? It's not a full-out betrayal. You get the slow burn, but now you get the title match away from him, right? You just come down to, he's like, why didn't you help me? I thought we were family. You shouldn't hesitate. You couldn't pull the trigger. And Jay just like, I'm just sick of your ish, bro. And that's all I have for you in this WrestleMania packed session with NXT Stand Deliver. But this could be very good or it could be very bad. Now, mind you, Hunter. Your SummerSlam was a little app, but Vince had some touchings on it because he had just went out the door before held out. Loved your war games. I love Survivor Series. I loved the Royal Rumble. It was hitting all the beats. Even that Mountain Dew pitch block match with Bray and LA Knight. You do this. I'm not going to be asking Vince and Kenny McMahon to come back anytime soon. Not for a long time. Because also, absent makes the heart you know, forgive and then desire and want. So Hunter, do this right. I'll forget about Vince McMahon. That's all I got for you this week on the cage.
Okay. Well, all right. So, ooh, it's going to be an interesting weekend for sure. You, I, I'm going to have to put do not disturb on my phone. I'm going to have yeah. to notification. I want to know why. Why? Last year's social media, I wouldn't care. I'm like, yeah, sure. It was average at best. This year, I'm like, mm. Mm. Plus the final four. Mm-hmm. Plus the fucking... It, oof. Tough, tough stuff, kids. Tough stuff. <laughs> there better be a TV there playing the, at least the final four games. But I am going to literally just hotspot my phone and I'll have like an earbud in. And I'm mm. like, there's not. It's a charity ball. Yeah. I'm well, I mean, sure, there's got to be a few, you know, FAU and Miami people there. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know the crowd. But, anyways, that's it for us. Thanks, everybody. Y'all, y'all have a good weekend. I'm going to be watching some basketball and listening to some new song suggestions from my boys. Bye-bye. Night. Take care. is over get out of here go do something or at least a week then charles andrew and francisco you crave and seek park hope time